Hola Madrid, this is welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real podcast. Um, yeah, man, uh, local derby at home before before the big one in Manchester. Um, yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't pretty, wasn't easy on the eye. Um, we got the job done. Lucky deflection, Sensio, you know, pot shots finally paid off. But the big concern is obviously Eduardo Camavinga, and uh, how fit is he? For for Wednesday Wednesday night, which is a season decider, which is a, a final, um, and yeah, man, early signs like we were discussing before we actually went live. Um, it's not great. It's not. It's not ideal. It's 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 a blow that is gonna you know entice our opponents and then make them a bit more confident about their chances of going through. Yeah, man, it has uh, completely ruined my weekend. That coming injury could have been avoided, but yeah, without further ado. Um, Welcome our esteemed panel, man. Hoke and Jacob, how are you boys doing? Very oh, good. I'm good at least. I'm I don't happy know, to hear that. Not good. Uh, I was fighting to stay awake uh, for the whole match. And just to see Kamavinga like, walk off the pitch from, like that it was a bad day for me. Man. Bad day at the office. Mm. Bad day at the, bad day at the uh, office indeed. Because, see, we, we could have dealt with it so many ways, you know. We could have pulled off Kamavinga because there was a there was a couple of moments, couple of iffy moments in the game where he was getting a bit uh, dragged out, and maybe, maybe just maybe, Carlo could have said, you know what, Fede Kamavinga, absolutely vital for our chances uh, of of progressing through the uh, through to the final. I'm gonna save them at all costs, you know. Like I don't give a fuck about Ketaf at home. If we draw, if we lose, if we win, it doesn't really matter. So pull them off, but. I don't know why he put them on. Um, can anybody explain that to me? Because I, I I can't understand. I think the injury court pretty much explains it. Uh, so how he worded it was, hey, Kamavinga is 20 years old. He just got a blow. He'll walk it off and play on Wednesday. So that's how he treats these guys, younger, younger guys, you know. Uh, he just, if they can walk and if they are fully match fit, they're probably going to play the next game. And uh, to be fair, it hasn't affected their season so far. Uh, but yeah, let's see, man. Let's see on Wednesday how, how the team sheet is going to look like. Mm. Yeah, for me personally, I think, uh, you know, I agree with you, Sunet, because like, uh, you know, there's this there's this thing, you know, there's this animal, he's trying to escape something and then suddenly by, you know, it just his tail gets caught behind. You know, the yeah. whole body just crosses but his tail gets caught behind. This guy, the fucking maniac, man. My God, okay. I don't want those kind of gore depictions of, you know, fucking grotesque stuff that you have in your brains. Just save it. Just save it. Yeah, go for yeah. it. So for me, that was the feeling. You know, that we, we got through the whole match, but it's like the 80th or, I don't know, 82nd minute and then Kamavinga, you know, this thing happens. For me, the first, initially when I saw the injury, it was like, you know, his foot is planted and his upper thigh just turns around, you know, his, yeah. uh, the, the, like, uh, above the knee. So for me, I, I I am still worried because Ancelotti, although he's coming out and saying it's a knock, I'm still worried that I hope it's not something more serious. Uh, I, I said it to you before we started the podcast as well. So that that's my biggest concern from this match, you know. And, and, and I think, personally, he should have taken off Kamavinga and brought on uh, Vallejo or somebody. I don't really understand why he didn't give any game time to Valier because last season towards the end, Valier was playing decently, you know, and whenever he's been called upon, he's done decently. And this game wasn't important anyway, you know. If you ask any Madridista uh, before the game, we would rather have lost to Hetafe and, you know, seen uh, Valencia go back into the relegation zone rather than 
you know, having this kind of an outcome, you know, I would not yeah. have played like Kamavinga and Valverde so long. I understand why you start with them, but playing them for so long, like, I don't agree with it. 100% man, like so many things have been going against us. Um, I don't know, I, I just have this very odd feeling, you know, like like uh, our semi-final week, similar to last year, because last year we had a few obstacles. I can't remember exactly what they were. They were, they were pretty small, but I used to remember. I was worried when I was worried as fuck um, for the return leg. And similarly, today, uh, the uh, uh, Castilla boys, you know, like they, they had an important game and whatnot. So Carlo, you know, we know Carlo, like he, he wouldn't really fancy starting a Mario Martin or someone. Yeah, like, but still, um, them being available would have like kind of made sense for, you know, uh, people like Kamaving and Ferry to get some rest and whatnot. But they don't get called up. They go away. I think they were away at Leonesa and they lost 1-0, yeah? Yeah, yeah culture Leonesa and uh, they lost. So it's it's a, it's a it's an all-round bad day, bad weekend um, at the office for us, unfortunately. Yeah. For me, mm. I think the thing is like uh, Castilla players are not going to get called up anytime soon because of the fact that club is really prioritizing. They want Castilla to go to the second division, right? Because second division is a higher level of competition and, you know, you can play uh players can be exposed to you know better players play against better players and develop more so i think for the club it's a it's a big priority for the for the for the castilla to go to second division so i would be surprised that if any of the castilla players are called up you know from now till the end of the season and i think this has been going on for for the last couple of uh weeks so i wasn't surprised that Just give me a second, yeah yeah i wasn't surprised that he didn't call them but you know it is what it is and I don't know, maybe Arribas and Alvaro could have played it, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's very unlikely. I don't think, okay, there is a realistic chance that we might make it into the second division, but I don't think it's a given. Uh, if there is a chance to rest the starters. We, we, we have definitely qualified for the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll be there in the playoffs. And I think the club is betting on the fact that, that it's not that they expect us to qualify. It's more like they want us to qualify. So if there's a chance that we can do it, they want to give like the team the full, you know, the full set of tools to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the basic idea. So this is why, like, even a couple of weeks back, I think Alvaro wasn't playing, uh, even though he was fit. And you know, yeah, uh, I think it was against Sociedad or something, or I don't remember exact games and stuff. But that's the way the club is looking at it. So till the end of the season, don't expect any Castilla players to play for the first team. I've I've heard the uh, the argument, you know, that um, actually them getting promoted is, is gonna actually you know pay pay off big time in the future. You know, them getting um, used to much better levels of competition and whatnot. I completely agree. It, it on one hand, the first thing is going, yeah. you know, it's just a higher level of competition in the second division. Mm. Mm. So, and I think I remember the team hasn't been in the second division since I think it was like the thirteen fourteen season. Mm. So. It's been a long time, and I think uh, you know, oh, that 1314 like, season, which brought in so many you know big guys to the first team. Yeah, I think it was 11 12 team that got promoted. Uh, that was a good one. The, the, the Nachos, yeah, Nachos, and because I, I remember Carvajal was in 11 12 and the 12 13 he went to Leverkusen, so that was the one that went in. And I think it was the 12 13 or 13 14 season that got relegated. But anyway, mm. the point you made is correct because yeah, if Carvajal. Lucas Vasquez, Nacho, Morata, and you know the rat. 
and he even Hesse. I think I guess Hesse was the biggest one to come yeah. out of that play, but you know, we saw what happened to him with injuries and stuff. So since then, I think uh, we had this team with Underhood Guti with Hakimi and Oscar and stuff. That was also a good batch. After that, there was expectations from the the team with Miguel and you know they 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 actually went to the playoffs and lost to uh, I think Ibiza. And last season was obviously a down year. I don't think any like Miguel and everybody they wanted to be promoted, but you know something happened and they couldn't like get promoted. Uh, sorry. Promoted the first team, you know, with uh, even I I forgot that guy's name, uh, Blanco. Yeah. So all these guys they wanted Antonio, first team. Yeah. yeah, they wanted first team assignments, but they didn't get it because of Ancelotti. Uh, you remember what Ancelotti did with Miguel, right? One game yeah. and he's out. Yeah. So yeah. that was it. I guess they got demoralized, and you know, last season was bad, but this season under Aribas and stuff. So they're doing well, but let's see what happens. Yeah. Good luck to them, man, because. Uh... <laughs> We are basically uh, giving them enough chances to, you know, do their bit and whatnot. They better, they better actually get promoted because, um, yeah, I used to blame Ancelotti a bit, and I understand where Ancelotti comes from in terms of, you know, like really testing out young players and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I man, we could have really uh, used with some some Castilla players today. But yeah, like keeping aside the Kamavinga and all 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 the depth issues, yeah. You, we know, you know, this late into the season. We knew last year, okay, we were here discussing the very same points where in some vital departments we are in in cover uh, and whatnot. But but today, despite the fact that we have enough depth in, 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 in the midfield, we couldn't really, you know, do the do, do the right decisions. Um, I think, but yeah. yeah. I think an important factor to consider is the fact that we don't have depth in other areas, right? Like, uh, we, although we have depth in midfield, we, we kind of have... compensate the other areas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think mm. we don't have depth in st- the striker position, especially because after Benzema, Mariano is like... Is imagine, is imagine, imagine. Yes. I would, I, I was like, when, when the lineups were announced, yeah, uh, I, I kind of had the, the gut feeling that obviously, you know, like either Hazard or Asensio would go up front. But when the official lineups came out, like I was having this weird sensation, you know, like I was trying to convince 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old me that Asensio was playing up top for us. In in, in in a La Liga weekend, right before a massive semi-final tie. Like, it, it, is, just, it is just jarring, man. Honestly, like, a, a team of our stature from the days... I expected Mariano to start. I was surprised that he did not. Mm. You know, Maybe because well. his last start was very shambolic. Maybe that's why. You know? Even if it's shambolic, you're you're much better off, you know, playing with a focal point in the in the striker striker position. Yeah, someone who knows to play the role. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like I have never hidden the hidden my you know dislike for teams that play without strikers. Mm. Uh, I remember that uh, Farouk used to be very he used to be a big fan of how City used to play last season, right? With, with their false strikers and stuff. And yeah. I I told you guys like I, I don't like it, and I think it is somewhat justified by how good Haaland has been for City, you know. As soon yeah. as they get him, it's like he's been so good scoring, I don't know, 51, 52 goals, whatever. So, right, yeah, Let, let's just uh, get into the game, man. Getafe, Getafe was a team who was third bottom um, before kickoff. They hadn't won an away game since fucking October. How many months ago is that? Five, six, seven, seven months ago? Yeah, uh, seven yeah, months ago. Yeah, seven, yeah. It's, so it's been a long time, yeah. So Getafe were coming in and trying to hope for the score to just remain stale and and take a draw and and get out, you know, because 
Yes, they they were playing a very high line and whatnot. I like the initiative. Usual borderless borderless uh, terrorism wasn't exactly on display. Maybe because you know they had to nick something to you know uh, to uh, make sure you know they don't go down and whatnot. But yeah, um, they had a few good chances. Mendy, especially very early on, um, I, I remember a, a simple flighted ball. He completely misjudges where the ball is going to come from. You know, how is it going to, where is it going to land and whatnot. And uh, yeah, Carlos, uh, Elena gets a good chance at goal. Then there was that Maximovic shot, you know, which was just wide of the post and whatnot. Um, Jacob, in, in, in general, let's start with the, uh, the, uh, the four who played uh, in defense for us, yeah? Lucas Vasquez, you know what he's going to get, yeah? Like, he is the guy who delivers what is on the package. The description says it all, you know, like shit defender can do a job going front, uh, going up front. Yeah. Uh, he should have, in my opinion, he should have gotten an assist. You know, that ball for Asensio was, was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. The, the weight, uh, the, the, the timing, everything like if Asensio, if Asensio is a little bit, little bit more proactive in actually um, trying to get to it. Maybe if he stretches out his leg, uh, like a try, a tries, you know, like something, something, um, a, 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 a bit more, you know, like to enforce the situation. Like he could have gotten a goal. Um, yeah, man. Your thoughts on Vasquez, quickly. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely good signs. Uh, he did what he did with the defense, uh, but in attack he was so good. Uh, even some of his stepovers and things were good, uh, like working out. Uh, he was stretching out the pitch. Uh, all of our midfielders were finding him constantly. Uh, it's only a shame that he couldn't put in as many good crosses. Uh, yeah. But it was a really Because there was no one. No one. Yeah. Who do you cross to? Fucking Hazard, man. <laughs> maybe maybe if Thibaut runs back all the way from goal, you know. Yeah, to, yeah. To... There, was, there was a point in, I think it was the first half when Thibaut almost came up to the half line. I was hoping that he was just going to try and shoot. Yeah, he, he, he just takes a touch and then he thought, oh, you know what? Like, I should probably save myself for Wednesday. Yeah. And then he just... Left it at that. Yeah, I, I was hoping beyond hope that he would take a shot or something. If it was FIFA, I'm definitely dribbling with him. But yeah, man, Jacob. Um, Vasquez, good performance, yeah? Yeah, love to see it. Doris was even uh, saying he could be like one of the shoutouts for man of the match. He got an assist, uh, did his job yeah. in defense, and pretty much uh, had a bunch of dribbles, man. Even more like Hazard had zero dribbles, Lucas Vasquez had four dribbles. That's the difference. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here all day for, you know, any hazard slander. But, um, yeah, man, Militao, okay, big game, big game for him. Have, has to make a, has to make a, you know, a, a claim for, you know, a starting berth on, on Wednesday night. Um, I don't think I agree with that. I think Militao's position is guaranteed. Uh, I don't think so. Under Ancelotti is guaranteed. I think he, mm. he even came out of after, like, in the post-match and said something like that. I wouldn't be surprised, but me personally, from my perspective, I don't think it should be that that black and white yep. regarding, regarding I, this. I think it's been clear from the start of the season, right? It's going to be Militao plus one. Militao is not going to get dropped. Like, so, we were singing his praises, man. Like, you know, like, if you have been watching us, man, like, me and Jacob, we, we used to, like, bang our drums for, like, good 20 minutes when Militao has an above-average game, but since the past two, three weeks, he has dropped off a cliff, man. 
Yeah, I think it's something that Ancelotti has pointed out before as well. Uh, earlier in the season, he said that Mleta has concentration issues, right? Because, yeah. Uh, when the level of competition is low, he can he just cannot give himself. He can't bear attack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He cannot give him. He cannot bring himself to you know give a dash. So the, th- <laughs> the thing is like uh, with uh, Mleta, that probably is always going to be there. But I think today he did well. He somehow you know elevated his performance maybe because. Uh, the whole media was talking about how Rudiger, you know, handled Haaland well, so probably he thought maybe his position is in danger or something. But mm. overall, it was decent. Uh, but for me personally, like I said, I think his position is guaranteed. So for me, going into this game, Militao wasn't the big question mark. For me, the big question mark was to see what we get from Fulamendi. Mm. No problem. Like, uh, yeah. Like, even last month, we were saying... Militao can like is probably one of the best center backs in the world right now, and then the, it was such a dro- sharp uh, drop of it. it wasn't just concentration issues. I feel like he even have con- uh, had confidence issues because we were seeing him slipping, even slight tackles he was totally missing out. It the wasn't fucking just tough, position. man. The fucking yep. tough. The yep. fucking tough at home. Like uh, I-, I heard the commentaries mentioning. Like I knew they had relayed the pitch quite a few times, but I was fucking shocked that they relayed it like seven times. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout the season. That is that is an absurd number. They're actually very worried about what, what's causing it because uh, I remember there was this debate. Somebody said that probably the grass is getting infected uh, with some fungus or something. <laughs> that was is one this of the, the last of us? Fucking hell! But uh, one of the biggest worries is the hope that uh, the whole grass storage system that they have at the Bernabeu is not like um, the reason that it's messing with it. Because if that's the problem, because they have rebuilt the stadium, right? Yeah. So, they're worried that the grass story system is going to be affected because uh, they have this uh, pitch that can be, I, I'm not sure they have installed it already, but the pitch is supposed to, you know, go out and get stored inside the stadium. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yep. I've, I think I've seen it in the, the demo video they show, right? Yeah, yeah. Of I'm not the sure new one about... they've already installed it or something because I, I'm pretty sure that it's still working on the system, but yeah. there was they, there was a worry that the story system is the problem. So, that's what's causing you know issues with the turf and stuff, but most probably, most probably, is the construction materials falling off onto the turf that damaging it. Mm. Yeah, uh, let's hope it's that and not the other reasons. So in that case, you know, it won't. We be should, we should, we should be getting it fucking fixed um, in the in, in the summer, man. Because yeah, I think the stadium gets completed like the, by the end of the year, so we shouldn't have a problem after that if that's the issue. Mm. And there's no other problem. Let's hope so. Yeah, going back to Jacob's point regarding Militao, yeah, man, like slipping, yeah, you could attribute it to the pitch and whatnot. But um, passing it straight back to Anataka, trying to square it back to Thibaut, stuff like that, that is so uncharacteristic of, of, of Militao, in my, in my opinion. That's why, in spite of being his biggest fan over here, I couldn't, I couldn't you know, sit with that, honestly. Um, but I hope, you know, he, he gets back to his very best on on. Wednesday night because there wouldn't be a need for motivation on Wednesday because you win or you go home, you know, simple as that. Um, yeah, I, I think Milita has always uh, pulled himself to his best level in the biggest of the games, you know, mm-hmm. in the last season, in the finals, especially. We were very uncertain. Remember, okay, like we weren't completely confident about Milita and, uh, and Alaba. Yeah. Alaba, yeah. Especially really, you know. But, yeah. But yeah, he, he pulls himself up in the biggest of games. And so as long as he has Alaba beside him, I think his performances will be decent. Mm. Nacho is his partner, Jacob. I don't know, man. I don't think Nacho is as commanding as Alaba and 
that's going to be a drop off for sure but if we have no option why what has happened to nacho because he used to look so fucking good man like yeah what has really happened like as of late because for me i was kind of keen on maybe nacho starting out at left back like if you ask me a month ago yeah because i was very convinced that he's going to have a very crucial part um in in our setup especially we have seen especially last year when when things uh, doesn't go according to plan exactly and we need some some shoring up to do at the back we bring on nacho who has you know leaps and bounds of experience leadership composure in in big moments but um the more i see of him in in, in recent weeks i i'm not so sure like you man like what is what has really happened like i can't put my finger on it is it, is it lack of game time it all started uh, since the villarreal game right he got skinned a few times uh, he lost totally, yeah. totally lost his confidence that game and then since then chukweze motherfucker yeah. <laughs> since then it's it's all been downhill uh, he has been losing his composure getting into the challenges uh, getting caught or uh, just by silly tackles uh, even like the slightest things can trigger him emotionally so he just needs to get his head back into the game okay quickly nacho man your thoughts I think personally uh, the issue is more the fact that I think uh, uh, Ancelotti he went with Kamavinga right in the big, bigger games. So yeah. I think that that sort of has like uh, had an effect on his confidence. And uh, if you guys have been following the news like uh, his con- contract is up at the end of the season. So it still hasn't been sorted, yeah? No. Mm. I don't think so. So the issue is like he he is not sure he wants to stay because uh of the you know he doesn't know what role he'll get. because mm. until last season he used to play a good amount of minutes but this season but personally personally okay would you want him to stay at real madrid yeah yeah man I because me i know what i want i have been pretty vocal about that there's always a spot for natural real madrid mm. 100% yeah 100% the role might change but i think there's uh, there's never going to be a season where i don't want natural to be in the team uh, i i think i think it's absolutely up to the coaching department to convince him to convince the man because to go out in in the current market and get someone who has so many array of 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 um, skills you know his his skill set is is one of the best in europe in in terms of defender because he can play across the back line it should be up, uh, it should be up to carlo and the board to actually convince him that yeah you may not get the game time of militao alaba but it's between you and rudiger fight it out you know you are fought out with bigger guys i think there's an interesting story over here uh, mm. if you guys remember nacho he went to the club world cup right that, that yeah. was when he had birth of his one of his children like the last one of his child so uh, florentino perez he uh, in the club world cup he lends him his private plane to go back to uh, spain from uh, morocco right so yeah so i guess that that, that was the moment when uh, nacho had a second thoughts about staying at real madrid before that he was like convinced that this was going to be his last season but seeing how much like uh, the club cared about him i guess that's one of the reasons that's give, giving him a doubt and you know he wants to, he wants to maybe stay on but before that i think uh, he wanted to leave so let's see what happens till the end of the season we have seen on nacho he uh, even when like a couple of seasons yeah. ago uh, he had a lot of offers from roma and sevilla and i think if he goes to the three, those teams he'd be probably starting and he probably would have got a lot more money than he gets at real madrid so he stayed so far and i hope he stays on Yeah, I don't think 100%. it's going to be a benefit for Nacho. 100%, because uh, I, I, I still think, man, um, on, on Wednesday night, when we need someone to actually come on to the pitch, calm things down, uh, lift the spirits, and, and actually, you know, keep, keep, keep our heads, um, 
it will be nacho honest to god you know like there is no body else that i would trust and put my faith on um to 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 do a job at the back like regardless of what what position uh, is demanded uh, by by the by the circumstances in the game i expect nacho to have a say in it and uh, coming on quickly to jacob yeah mendy the existence of mendy and nacho is is kind of correlated because like we like we discussed when we came uh, before we came on to the live mendy didn't exactly look sharp and what not so i was see before the game kicked off when i saw mendy was starting i was thinking yeah like mendy he has been out for a bit um no better game no be- no better situation than to actually you know get yourself get your juices running than a home game against getafe a derby with with like even though even though the league is gone the game is of little uh, uh little importance it's still a derby you know it's still getafe there is still some history so mendy can actually maybe put up a performance and and put a tiny a tiny little seed of doubt in in carlo's mind but yeah man mendy's performance yeah like like it has been for 90% of the season um pretty ordinary i mean you can't really pick on him for this game of course uh, for the rest of the season mm-hmm. uh, even when he has been fit he hasn't been exceptional and he hasn't displayed the level of uh, defensive skills that we've usually seen from him from the last season um uh, but today man i, I just don't want to like speak bad about bendy because he's clearly not like match fit uh we are actually still live so i think we're good man okay cool so yeah for me about many the thing is like i thought uh yeah maybe he wasn't the, the sharpest that he's ever been but uh like i think i think it was okay uh he was coming back from a long injury a long couple of injuries so i think overall i was it was decent you know you got mendy you got things that you expect from mendy uh you know mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle third you know playing those uh inside passes and stuff like that so what do you expect from him and i think defensively he was okay yeah, it's all good because i think my uh, for long many has the potential to be one of the best defensive uh, defensive fullbacks in the game so as long as we have mendy i think it's good for us yeah man um i was i was a little disappointed you know honestly um with regards to mendy because um unlike many of our many of our fans you know like i have a soft spot for mendy because i i still remember i've mentioned this on one other occasion earlier that i still remember how uncertain we were at the back despite having you know uh, sergio ramos um, and uh, rafael baran when mendy came in there was a certain level of solidity there was a certain level of confidence um in 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 our defensive setup you know like so i always owe my allegiance uh, towards mendy and i was thinking to, tonight would be a situation where he you know stakes a claim for wednesday but it didn't happen it didn't go according to plan but i still hope you know like like we discussed maybe like nacho if we need some solidity towards the end to see out the game i would 100% you know trust mendy to come on and uh, 
Yeah, men do a job. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. And, and you know, with the threat that this could be his last season at Real Madrid, because I think the club is like open to accepting offers from him if, if they come in the summer. I really don't want him to leave. I still believe he can he can really provide us with uh, with an uh, with an alternative because you know pace kills, man. Let's be honest, pace kills. It's it's, the, it's a gift that not many people have. The issue is more financial, you know. Fran Garcia is coming in, so that makes uh, Mendy expendable. Uh, especially given the fact that probably Bellingham is coming in and going to be spending around 100 250 million for him. So yeah. I guess that that means one player has to go out to you know sort of balance it out. So I think okay, Mendy I've 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 seen I've seen a bit of Fran Garcia. Yeah, like I like what I see, hundred percent. Like he is he is good, but is he is he really a, a a physical specimen like Mendy? Okay, there's no comparison over there because I think Mendy I know, is I know. one of the strongest players in the world. Yeah, like yeah. stature-wise, like I know, I know, players. but still, still, shorter players. We have seen shorter players do a job. Roberto Carlos wasn't really physically imposing, if you remember, right? Like he still had a bite about him. Fran Garcia, I've seen that he has an aggressiveness to his game, but is it going to be the same old stories of you know back post headers going unmarked, similar to Mendy? Because I've seen Fran Garcia. Lose, lose so many 50-50 duels, you know, like, especially. I think defensively, um, Mendy is much better than Fran. Uh, mm. I'll be honest with you, if, if, like, last season you had asked me what Fran, like, which Castilla fullback would be coming to Madrid first team, I would have said Miguel. I wouldn't have said Fran. Because mm. Fran was really high rated at, at one time, and but, you know, he sort of, like, uh, he didn't reach the level that everybody expected him to, but then he goes to Rio and he suddenly explodes like, once again. So I think Fran's biggest strength is, is his space and his dribbling ability. So I think a lot of people are excited because of what he'll bring in the final third. You know, a lot delivery of is also quite nice. You know, Vinicius is making those runs that leave space for the fullback to overlap. Even Kamavinga cannot do that. But I think Fran can do that. And, you know, you've already seen the scores he's scored against Atleti and Barcelona. So I think uh, Fran will bring a different dimension. Will he be the starting fullback for Real Madrid for like a lot of coming years? I don't know about that. I think it's definitely a question, um, you know, that that that'll be only answered with time. But I still think, you know, Mendy and Fran actually can fight it out. Let 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 the specialists fight it out. Full outcome, I mean, got out of the fucking equation. That's... I I personally hope Kamavinga is not like in the equation next season. But I think if Mendy gets sold, there's a good chance that Kamavinga could be the starting left back next season. I I don't want that to happen, man. I I, I just I just got this feeling, you know, because. See, um, I'm no tactical, yeah, but at left back, the game is much more slower. The game is in front of you, yeah. You mm-hmm. can you you can take your time in in actually reacting to a situation. I think Kamavinga's skill set, his raw power and, and and pace, we need it in midfield when we need people to drive with the ball. You know, um, I think his 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 entire arsenal of of, of Skill set is completely being put to waste um, out wide, but that's just me. That is just me. No, I agree with you. I think Kamavinga would be much. Uh, Kamavinga should play in the midfield, but I think if Mendy goes, I'm not sure somebody will come in next season. Mm-hmm. And I think between Fran and Kamavinga is going to be a very interesting, you know, to see who starts because I think personally for me, I don't like Alaba at left back very much. Uh, me so neither. I, man. I hope next season you're not resorting to that. Uh, Fran Garcia is obviously a candidate, but then I think Kamavinga might edge him out because I think defensively, Kamavinga, especially when it's one-on-one defending, I think Kamavinga brings something that Fran might not. 
while offensively I fully agree that Fran is like I think especially in the final third when he's running with the ball I think I'm, uh, Fran will be better than Kamavinga and I think mm-hmm. the biggest the biggest uh, left back signing that happens in Real Madrid would be in 2024 the summer of 2024 I think uh, Alfonso Davies is, is, a, is a serious target for the club so let's see what happens over there Alfonso Davies yeah and on a free you reckon not on a free I think he'll, he'll probably have one season left so it all depends if he renews if he renews then I think it's not going to be but if he doesn't renew, yeah, there's a, there's a chance. He he apparently had one of his worst ever seasons. Yeah, I think he, he's been coming off COVID and, you know, uh, he had myocarditis after that. So I think that's been affecting stuff. But let's see what happens. Like for me personally, if you ask me, do I like Alfonso Davies as a fullback? Uh, I wouldn't say that he's one of my favorites, but mm-hmm. I think he's one of the club's targets. Why, why do you think that he's not that great? Like, oh, why, <laughs> Is he not one of my favorites? Yeah, clear uh, deficiencies in in defense and yeah, defensive I think aspects. That, that's the biggest issue for me. Mm. Because because he 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 was a striker growing up. Then he was a winger. So yeah. I remember he was a winger when he was playing in Canada. I, I forgot what team he was playing for. But uh, I don't remember either at this at this moment in time. Unfortunately, I, I, but, to, I, I only no. know him because I used to sign him on FIFA. That's <laughs> that's the only reason why I knew he had high potential and stuff like that. So I used to mm. sign him. Robert. But uh, he goes to buy and he flopped at wings and you know he got converted into the into a fullback and I, I guess his attitude is pretty cool so you know there's always that thing you can like about him. Yeah, I think he's gonna like really slot in well because we play all out uh, attack and defense, right? Uh, we ha- hang our defense out to try and he has such a good recovery run that he would imagine uh, that imagine that combination of Vinicius and and. Davis, man. Oh, well, you know, nice. for me personally, from the for like from the deepest corners of my heart, the one I would want is like if Ramadan can get a deal to get Theo back. Not gonna happen, man. Unfortunately, yeah, I I know you don't want it to happen because you're also a and, Milan fan. No, 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 no. Obviously, this 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 Kamiseta comes first. I've I've mentioned this so many times. Yeah, Theo has uh, a captain's role at, at Milan. I don't think he would dish that for. For coming to us, be where he is just one of the big guys, you know, like he he has, like I think, obviously. I think somewhere down the line, Theo wants to succeed at Madrid. I don't think so, man. When you he have Paolo Maldini ch- chipping on, chipping on to you, really? I, I can we convince him? There's a cycle that goes on, and uh, Milan have a ceiling right now, you know, to how high they can go, and I think. If Madrid, uh, although we know that you are, I think Madrid a more realistic right option would be Hakimi. Hmm? Yeah, more realistic option would be Hakimi. Hakimi you know? There's no choice, man. There's no, there's no possibility. Zero I, like I, I think, I, I I think saw, there's a possibility yeah. because, because if he doesn't renew, uh, when is when is his contract running out? 26. I think in two years. Twenty-six. Oh, three years. No problem. Fuck. I I saw some stupid yeah. rumors today. Uh, it was like. Uh, Hakimi has a negative influence on Mbappe, so PSG are trying to get rid of him. It's like, what? That came from a legit friend source, and uh, it's like M- they're treating Mbappe like a kid. Nah, it, there's no chance. Real Madrid are not going to negotiate with PSG. Today, I don't know if you guys read it, but today in Marca there was a big uh, there was a big story, and they said that Real Madrid won't give a single penny to PSG for anything. <laughs> I mean, at, at at this point, uh, you know, like the I think the only negotiation that's going to happen is regarding Mbappe, man. But no, no, Madrid are not going to negotiate for Mbappe either. So it's just happening only if it's on a free, yeah. Yeah, um, it, it happens two ways, right? 
this summer uh, Mbappe goes to PSG and talks to them and asks them to name a price and then he'll talk to Real Madrid and you know <laughs> Real Madrid pay it. Otherwise, it's next season. And most likely it's next season. It's not happening. And most likely, yeah, it's next season. This yeah, season, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I even <clears> have my doubts it will happen next season. Why? Why though? You guys remember what happened last season, right? Yeah. He was on a free. He could have come, but he did not. At the end of the day, his dream is his dream supposedly is to win the Champions League with Paris. Everybody is leaving Paris this season. Do you guys really expect them to win the Champions League? Like in the upcoming Messi season? is gone. Yeah, Neymar yeah. might be gone Messi too. Is gone. Yeah. Neymar might leave. Mm. And you know, nobody's like nobody of value is coming. So in. who? So this this is the question. Who is the next big thing for us, man? Like if it, if it's not Mbappe, Haaland is out of the equation as well. Yeah, for the next I, I couple of years. Haaland, there could be a chance. I I don't know. You guys watched there was a video that Fabrizio and. I think there was a German journalist, no. uh, Patrick Berger, he did, they did today. And they were mm. talking about the fact that for Haaland, Real Madrid is like the destination he wants to be at. So it could be a possibility. Either 24 or 25, I think. That's that's what... That's when, if 24, can... 25. So one more year of all this, all this fucking yeah. drainage football. Uh, but yeah. Interesting what happens to Real Madrid next season because I think they'll bring in a striker. Mm. The one name that I have heard about is Marcus Turam. Uh, but he's been like, not a fan, so, not a fan. He's come back, he's come to be a backup to Benzema, he won't be a starter. And I think he has that versatility that he can play across, like across the starting line. Versatility uh, is line. one thing, but uh, I've never seen Marcus Sturm do something that that really took me by. And there, there is a lot of interest in him. I think they got fucked today, 4 0 or something, no. I mean, come on, that doesn't against Dortmund, bro. Anyway, that doesn't really mean much. I know, I know. still, still, still. I mean, this is the thing, you know. Like when you think about, I'll be honest. A secondary name, option. You, you, you looked at the names, right? There's Marcus Thuram, Vlahovic might be a possibility, but right now he's looking not a fan either. He's, you know, he's looking like the next Jovic. Hmm. There's nobody else. There's like uh, there's this guy at Atalanta, uh, Hoyland. Gabriel that Jesus guy, would have been a really good, good, good option last year, but yeah, we know why. Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel remember, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. last year because because of the EU spots, we couldn't get it done. I know you're not a big fan, but he could do a I very good job. Score. He can't score. He can't score. No, he can't. How many goals does he have in the Premier League right now? Five see, I'm, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vouch for him. Stylistically, he's the closest thing to Benzema, no, in my opinion. No, no, no. I mean, this season he's been injured, right? A lot. And that's why he can't. Yeah. I mean, he, okay, let's forget the, the last this season, right? Even before that, he wasn't scoring. Much. At, at, at City, like, he he's not a 20-goal season striker. Like, we all know that. But if if there is someone that can really replicate what Benzema does, I think Jesus can too. But it's out of the equation. He's, you know, uh, he has signed a long-term deal with Arsenal and whatnot. So... Not gonna there, happen. There was, before he went to City, Gabriel Jesus was linked very strongly to Real Madrid. I think they even had a deal with Palmeiras, but then uh, City came in and they offered more money, and Jesus went to City. This was in like what 2016 or something, right? 2017. Yeah, when, he still, when he was still at Palmeiras. Obviously. Yeah, I remember vaguely, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, we have, we have a comment here. Um, Stan, I say, big up yourself, Stan. Uh, nice to see you again. He asks us, yeah. What did you guys think about Shawmany? That's a nice segue for us. I think he looked decent out there. Yeah, man, I was I was pretty um, fond of Shawmany's display. Um, 
balls to the wall you know like completely uh, committed performance you know always um, looking for a chance to you know um force the situation yeah okay you can take it chomini go for yeah, it i think me and jacob were talking about this like before you you know you joined us and I, we were talking about his display uh, and i think personally like even when the transfer happened if you guys remember i said that uh, chomini is somebody who can play the six and who can play the eight but he's probably more comfortable you know playing in a role where he can go forward So mm-hmm. I guess that's something that I want to see Chouamini in, but currently Ancelotti is kind of playing him as the six, you know, and you know, yeah. starting and he 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 has to sit, he has to sit for yeah. others to you know get the game. That is some, that is somehow hindering him. But I yeah. I was looking at the stats and I think today he's, he had a decent performance. He like he won fourteen duels or something, you know, two tackles and stuff like that, and uh, he had like ninety six percent pass completion rate or some stuff. So I guess he had a pretty good performance, but I. You know, but Chouamini, the thing is this. Uh, for me, he was pretty good before the World Cup. Like, for everybody, he was. Then he gets injured, and then he loses his spot. I'm not sure why exactly he lost his spot, but for some reason, Ancelotti is not bringing him in. I have my theories because I think it's because of how good Rodrigo has been, and Ancelotti does not want to sacrifice Valverde. That's why Chouamini has lost his spot. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, you know, if, if it were up to me, I, I, I would try to figure out a way to bring him in. This is my question. So, you... you... like it it seems like you have been pretty um confused as to why chormeni has been you know like completely frozen out of the of the setup kind of um but tonight's performance and in recent weeks i i remember chormeni has had above average performances you know back to back to back um but does it enforce a a, a situation where we can maybe entertain him starting is it is it in is it I actually think, in the equation that I question think, uh, this late in the season ancelotti is not going to change his tactics 100% he's, he's yeah. going to stick with what he has valverde is going to start cruz is going to start modric is going to start in the big games and rodrigo rodrigo benzema and vinicius have been doing pretty well you know rodrigo and vinicius are having good seasons so i think it's tough for chuamini uh, to come in but let's see what the situation is with kamavinga because we we were discussing this right in the group uh, you know ancelotti is planning to change and stuff and start with four midfielders against city so if kamavinga mm. is not fit maybe chomeni comes in yeah the more i think about kamavinga man it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good yeah man uh, jacob anything to add on chomeni oh no man like uh, i just wanted to add just beyond the stats the itas look good today uh, he was getting to challenge 100% uh, i didn't think was possible by him so i feel like he's mm. getting to his peak defensive form at least uh, with in the attack of course uh, he's not as dynamic as the cruises or the mortis of the world uh, but still when he carries but he has the, a mean shot on him he has a mean shot when he carries the ball he looks very good and mm. yeah let's just see more of that from him mm. if i could just give an update on uh, carving i think uh, Jose Luis Sanchez of El Chiringuito he came out with an update he said that uh, there he has a knee sprain but they're going to do, do an MRI tomorrow so mm. we'll know tomorrow like what his situation is i i just hope it's a knock and nothing more than that you know just just something that he can uh, yeah i i hope to that is ready walk off we would mm. like you said you know even off the bench he's going to be very important 100% 100% like yeah man like even if it's pain a couple of injections would do the trick just just a single 90 you know to just see this 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 fucking week out honestly that i i think this week this week is bigger than the last year man last year it was at home 
the stakes were obviously high but we were coming i i have more faith than last year but this year i feel like the stakes are much 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 higher harland the way we bet them last year you know the chance for a double peat for a two peat post post cristiano man honestly um i couldn't stress this enough this this week means everything to me um yeah and i think the, the biggest thing is like oh, the stuff that kamavinga brings right uh, he has the ability to ping in those game balls into the box that you know the others cannot the valverde nor chuamani can do that so i think he's pretty vital especially when you want to change the pace of the game you know mm. bringing on the bench is like it, it was a cheat code that it, it was a cheat code it was a cheat code we saw it week in week out we kind of remember okay after the paris game we kind of expected him to do a similar kind of role but in the back of my head i used to always wonder yeah you know what like these managers that come up against us like they they're not fucking dumb wits they're going to eventually figure uh, 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 um um you know like figure out figure yeah figure out a way to combat it yeah, yeah. like uh, you know that that energy that kamavinga provides the managers are going to you know like eventually find this out but he kept on doing the same thing you know um it's kind of like um, robin right you you always knew he, he was going to do this but you couldn't counter it so 100% against chelsea against city uh, against liverpool he didn't have much of a say yeah? like apart from me he, yeah he, he didn't play only rodrigo came on and spios no, i think they came on but it was towards the end it was yeah. right, right right if i am not wrong he was actually playing left wing or something Mm. Oh, no, not that people last day <laughs> last day was funny but um yeah man uh jacob you can you can go for chomeni's midfield partner sebios who i think had uh one of those games where you kind of wish this man is demoted to the fucking segunda because you know all those sebios fans here you go i i, mean, I tell them Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Australia. guy, th- this fucker is another fucker, you know, who uh, you know, you know, vouches for Sabayos, oh, you know, like this has been off, Jacob. No man, like I I'm a big Sabayos fan as well. Like I know his ability like I want to be a fan. I don't want to hate on anybody, you know. He plays for my club, bro. I want him to succeed. Remember the yeah. po- VRL post match. He, he played for two of your clubs, okay. Point of correction. <laughs> I mean, anyways, uh whatever. today man like he was very flat uh, he didn't make any sort of runs or uh, none of his passes came off uh, it was just a bad day at the office and immediately when mortage came on we could see how much more dynamic mortage was and we were just bossing in the midfield a lot more and i don't know man uh, based on the this performance and with the arrival of bellingham i'm not why the fuck is he why the fuck is he attempting to shoot like he's prime fucking i don't know barkham or someone what is he trying to do Bro, like how is he, it how is he going that, to that, magically that bend the ball he has that shot that in was him. funny yeah he, he has that shot in him so like i'm pretty sure i've seen a few uh, sabayos golazos in my time <laughs> maybe maybe training videos or are you taking the piss jacob no, i don't I'm, understand i'm being serious uh, in his time with betters in his early first season with us with uh, zidane you know, i only remember two sabayos goals okay the first one he scored in his first season <laughs> And the second the, the, the Cristiano's last year, right? I remember that. The, the second one was against Villarreal this season. Apart from that, I don't remember any Sevilla's goals. Come on, man. I, I don't know, man. Honestly, like he's like, oh yeah, there is no Benzema, there is no Vinny. Now is my time to shine. I'm going to take a pot shot. He blasted the ball over, I don't know, to Rozier or something. Two times in the in the space of like 10 minutes. Yeah. 
but but I I think we cannot be too harsh on him for today because you know he was coming. Not gonna be harsh, man. I'm only speaking to the Sabayo stands but, out but there. You have you to know? admit the fact that you know, especially since the Villarreal game and the Copa del Rey, uh, mm-hmm. Sabayo changed that game completely. And I think yeah, he had a, yeah, he had a run of good games. So 100% man like me Jacob we were on for the post match remember Jacob how enthusiastic we were you know like i was constantly ever like for like 2 3 weeks at least for a good month every post match i was posing the question we saw what sabayos can do does he have does he have a chance to actually get into the first team and then when he actually got a good string of um opportunities opportunities to actually play uh in the, in the starting lineup we we saw his deficiencies right yeah, we saw and, it clear as day yeah immediately after that villarreal game uh, carlo ancelotti just basically didn't play him uh, for a couple of games mm. and we were all questioning hey like why is in carlo mm. doing this like cruz is not having the best time uh, why can't we just have sebayos on and legit i thought we could actually like pull off sebayos instead of cruz for many matches uh, yeah. performances like this man like like getoso used to say sometimes maybe shit sometimes maybe good but most of the It's time the other way around sometimes maybe good sometimes maybe shit right right you but can't in... fucking disrespect get to so like that it's <laughs> an iconic fucking no, sentence no, yeah no, go but on. the point is most of the time sabayos is shit and sometimes he's good i mean he's been pretty i i i think you guys are being a bit harsh on him i think yeah he's... yeah fuck off i i think he's been good this season yes. especially no, after no, no, i'm not let that shit fly again no fucking way yeah let's move on from danny sabayos man i hope he if he stays good for him you know, you, 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 you your children there's no way it, if jude bellingham is not going to stay yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 100% i completely forget that um hope jude comes man um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so since, since since we're on jude okay i remember we used to have a little back and forth last year that you didn't essentially believe jude would contribute to our midfield no no i i i said that we already have players of similar uh, attributes so you can, and i used to tell you he has a better shot than fede he can dribble better than fede yeah he might not like between them i i didn't get your last point like what was that who scored more goals between them this season i'm not sure when i look at the striking of the ball and the instinct for the goal i see bellingham as a better okay, goal okay, scorer let's, let's, let's put it in this way right Yeah. you are the real madrid uh, uh, let's say direct, sporting director right now right so juni juni sunel okay juni sunel yeah a new character okay <laughs> is is jude bellingham going to the first player you sign sunel or is it going to be a striker it it isn't exactly going to be the first person i sign but yeah, exactly. we that, all that, know how we my, operate right like we thing. need the best players no that's my whole thing that's my that was my so you should have said that instead of saying that you know what i'm not too in, in, uh, impressed by bellingham right and his skill set you did you. say that bro i'm going to be there is evidence that. out there let me take this guy the fucking fraud yeah <laughs> okay i'm fraud you all but okay the thing is you know Right now, Jude Jude has only done in Bundesliga. Let him come to La Liga, and then we'll see. Because we have had many players who've been succeed successful. But but bro, 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 you know, please, 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 be a little more realistic, man. Jude, really, Bellingham, he's a really good player. Like, do yeah, you I, really think? You probably would have said the same thing about Sancho, right? But it's fucking United, though, bro. It's United tax. We had Shahin come here from uh, Dortmund, and he flopped, right? Kagawa went to United. Nuri Shahin, Nuri Shahin was. Regarded on the same pedestal pedestal as Jude Bellingham, I don't think so. 
Yeah, he was. Uh, Did you see he completely out outran the Bayern? I remember. That, that I, season, I remember the hype. Man, that season Louis was actually the, one of the most technically best uh, midfielders that season. Yeah, I remember the hype, man. But it was never Jude Bellingham levels. True. No way. There is no way to compare the hype. But the thing, is, the simple fact is that uh, we have had players who were successful at Dortmund who have gone to the other leagues and flopped. So I would be a bit cautious, but there is no denying that Jude is like one of the best talents in the world. Mm. Right. Yeah, man, Dennis is in the chat. Uh, he says, come on, guys, I hope we do the impossible on Wednesday. I mean, yeah, it's man. not impossible. Come on, we do the impossible. It's not impossible. This is possible. Uh, see, see. possible. The the reason why it's impossible is because I mean, of their phenomenal Madrid. home record. They know. haven't lost. I completely understand, bro. Like, see, like you you have seen me do the preview with Steve, right? We did it together. Like, I don't hold back. But I'm gonna tell you the reason why people and myself include uh included consider it kind of impossible is because of City's home record. There's nothing to scoff at. Since April you know, 2018, they haven't lost the game. Respect, I understand the city are favorites. But mm. to say it is impossible, I think it's insulting. It's not impossible, it's possible. Let's just make ourselves the underdog for once, please. I would love that. I know, regardless of what we say, we are the underdogs. But I would just bathe in it. Bathe in the underdog fucking lotion, you know, Charles gel, I don't know what the fuck it is. But I would completely embrace the underdog mentality for Wednesday. Because it worked so so well last year. Let's keep it that way. You know, we are the underdogs. We are looking to do the impossible, trying to recreate our own history. That's what my my um, motto would be for the preview. But yeah, man, uh, Sabayos is out of the way. So, many Sabayos. Fede, playing with handbrakes on since how long? I have no idea. Non-existent. Couple of good runs, but I don't remember Fede doing anything, anything. He could have just gone to the bench, grabbed a few bottles, you know, like giving it off to his mates to, you know, rehydrate and whatnot. I don't remember him doing anything of significance, man. Okay. Uh, Fede Valverde, why even risk someone who is playing with a foot injury, man? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, for me also, it doesn't make sense. I don't really understand why Ancelotti went with him. Maybe he loves Fede a little too much. I don't know. For me, I I, I don't really have an answer to tell you, you know, why he was playing Fede. You, you, we, we, you asked me the same thing for Kamavinga. You asked me the same thing for Fede. And I'm on. I'm being honest, I don't really have an answer. I mean, I Just think... Just give the, me a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think the ahead. only reason Fede was on here is because Lucas Vasquez was playing. And maybe Carlo thought, hey, like, we don't want to concede a couple of goals from this right flank. Uh, we should have Fede on. And he wasn't really needed today. Uh it's just unfortunate, man. Like Fede is playing. You know, you're threats. talking about Lucas, and and and, and I somehow, oh, my mind always goes to how Zidane somehow got, you know, made him the best right back in the world for that, like you know, duration of time that he was under. I think it was the 2021 season. Somehow, like Zidane, like completely transformed, and he was like, we, everybody was begging for him to get a renewal. He gets a renewal, Ancelotti comes and he's back to being shit. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 still, but still, man, even off the bench, Vasquez can do do bits. We know yeah. we we all know that. I'll be like Vasquez is actually one of my favorite players on the team, not for his abilities, but for you know the passion he brings. But uh, for me, it's still I am still surprised how good Vasquez was that season playing right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that the the, the the pink stripes, right? Yeah. The pink stripes. I remember. It has. Yeah. it has to be one of like Zidane's biggest achievements, you know. 
making to, to get to a semi-final as well with those kind of injuries to yeah, to yeah. you know key cogs in the team yeah, yeah go making on. lucas a competent fullback is like the biggest mm. i agree but it it was also because of the 442 that he kind of deployed in so many games right yeah that kind of helped vasquez Yeah, uh, it, it, it was a system, you know, because uh, it's the system that makes the players. Uh, even like a lot of praise is going for Hall, uh, for Rudiger, for the way he defended Haaland. But without the system, you could have done that. You know, mm. the sacrifice that uh, Cruz and you know Modric made in the defensive phases that ha- allowed him to do that. So yeah. Um, so what were we on? Fede. Yeah. Um, Jacob, I couldn't exactly pay attention to your point, but uh, can you just sum it up for me once again? Oh yeah, uh, there wasn't any particular reason, but if I had to guess, it was that uh, Vasquez was playing, and so just a bit of extra defensive cover there. Mm. Right. Um, quickly moving on to the front line. Who should we start? Where should we start? I think we should start with the king, the Burger King. I mean, we don't really need to talk about it. Like, I don't really understand why we have to waste time you know, talking about. It. We know what. I, I completely doing. understand, but uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna scare him like usual because I, I, I felt like he was the only guy who was trying to do something in the first half. For me personally, I think Hazard is like done. He's done being up there. He lost his turn of space, and he doesn't really have anything else to offer. Mm-hmm. And you know that the same thing happened with Kaká. He lost his turn of turn of pace. He completely fell out of the European game. He had to go to MLS and play in Orlando City or whatever. And I ooh, think currently ooh, ooh. the huh? Kaká. Oh, Kaká. Yeah. Don't ever put Kaká and Eden Hazard in the same sentence, man. Please. Come on, come on. Come I, I beg you, you, beg you, beg you, bro. Ramirez was a pretty good player. Don't do please, that. please, please, do please. I, I, I respect Hazard. I respect Hazard. But Kaká. No, 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 no. You're no being fucking way. You're being unfair, officer. No, his co- just thinking. Think about the contributions to Real Madrid. Kaka actually did a job when he was available. Kaka had I some mean, really good goals. He was available. He was decent. Yeah. The thing he is was like, decent. He was much more decent than Hazard, bro. Yeah, let's let's be honest. I agree with that. But Kaka, when he came, but in terms of being a player, Kaka is ten times the player Eden Hazard was. As simple as that. For Real as simple Madrid, as that. For Real Madrid. In, yeah. in 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 totality, in totality, no, no, no. I'm telling. Not, I'm not gonna put. I, I okay. Overall, Kakai was better than Eden Hazard. Like overall, their careers, especially because Kakai had the Champions League, right? Not and just because of the Champions League. The the way Kaka played, Eden Hazard, yeah, man, he used to ball out for like two seasons with Chelsea. That's it. He didn't win the Champions League. Two seasons. He did a lot more than two seasons. Man, come on. He I don't know. Man. He wasn't banging in the goal for that. Uh, Just, uh, I mean, the goals is not the only way to measure a player. Kaka wasn't really a goal scorer, but man, come on, bro, Kaka was was inhuman, man. I don't think I, like there's I something about Hazard. Kaka was inhuman, right? I don't disagree the fact that Kaka was a damn good player before Real Madrid, but I'm I'm saying that Eden Hazard was also a damn good player before Real Madrid. I don't know. I I have my uh, opinions on Eden Hazard, but yeah. Um... Yeah, so Eden Hazard VA ain't gonna touch here. Yeah? So no, no, from no. my side, I, I think it's just a waste of time talking about him. Yeah, from my side, I have to do some justice because I've 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 talked so much shit about him. At least in the first half, thank you, Hazard. You seemed like you gave a fuck. Tried to take a couple of man on, didn't work out, slipped, you know, um, um, and and whatnot. Yeah, like at least he was he was trying. But yeah, quickly, um, goal scorer Asensio. 
uh jacob i don't know man um uh, he had a few good touches uh, he could have scored one more goal today uh, mm-hmm. he could have played a couple of passes a bit quicker uh, but i thank but i thank asensio man if it wasn't for his initiative to shoot sometimes with his left where was the goal coming from man yeah hmm? and uh, he was that threat uh, all the time right he was the only one who was an actual threat we didn't the... have a fucking corner until the second half did we even have a corner all game i think we did we did yeah yeah i, I remember seeing like at the 45th 50th minute getafe getting like two corners and we having none a corner no, counter we, i hmm. think we did have like we didn't have that much but yeah. But yeah, coming back to Asensio, I think Asensio was like the biggest goal threat we had. And I, I, from the start of the game, I knew that if, if we were going to get something away from this game, it's going to be from an Asensio banger. And I mm. think that is what happened. You know, Asensio scores a banger and we get three points. Best ever season in in in, in terms of goal tally uh, for Asensio. Jacob, um, do you think he has a gear to go up or do you think this is his ceiling? I don't know man whenever i doubt asensio uh, he's always proven me wrong and went up so i'm going to doubt him again no man this is asensio ceiling that's it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah let's see nice I, nice one. Prop, propping him up for next season yeah mm. yeah next he can do a job it, so you know it might be i'm pretty sure he's going to be because after the, this the season that he has had i don't think there'll be uh, much questions asked regarding his future. Of what the Premier League is offering him, I don't think Ramirez is offer him anywhere close. Aston Villa? Fuck Aston Villa, man. Like, what I mean, are they going to do? Eight million, supposedly. And But he knows better. He knows million. better. To go there and play with fucking Megan Buendia, come on, man. <laughs> Honestly, it is it is better it is better to be, you know, in a coma or on life support than go play with them dudes, man. Honestly. Um right uh, what else what else what else so the guys who came on um sensio i mean vinicius cruz vinicius cruz yeah cruz cruz yeah let's start with cruz yeah i think cruz um, changed the game cruz changed the game mm. you you could see the difference in quality in midfield when when cruz comes on before cruz was on so I, i i think that was the biggest difference you know everybody criticizes cruz he's not good he's, remember my remember my infamous doesn't have legs anymore yeah? yeah yeah but how how does he how does he still keep doing this okay like how does he manage to you know i told you last season as well right thing is like cruz will be good when the players around him are moving well and off the ball mm-hmm. especially you know yeah if he, he can't really make team, runs yeah, yeah. in behind and what not so the others has to actually you know yeah cruz's uh, quality that he brings to the game is like midfield control uh, recycling the position and you know being press resistant these are the three things that cruz brings and he, the way he does it nobody attend to it in the you know in the modern football game So as long as Cruz is doing his thing and the players around him support him I think Cruz will always be impactful. 100%. Um yeah man in my opinion as well I don't think Cruz really changed the game but it really helped us to kind of up the tempo a bit. Uh, up until then like we were like pretty clueless man uh, especially in the midfield nobody really knew their roles you know. Um it was free for all free for all fucking madness um so like yeah uh, once cruz one, mm. one thing that came like stood out to me was as soon as cruz came on kamavinga immediately switched on like he was making those runs he was being a threat again so those guys have such a good understanding why, why was um, see jacob can you help me out and answer 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 this question like why was kamavinga sometimes playing on the right 
What was he doing on the right? I don't know, man. He does I what just he wants. You're trying different things. Yeah. For me personally, if I remember uh, before he came to Real Madrid, Ren he used to play uh, out on the right. Yeah. On the right wing. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I think he used to. Oh. I may be wrong, but as like from what I remember, he he did play a lot on the right. Mm. Right. Uh, quick comment from Dennis. He says uh, we have to go to the Etihad uh, with a siege mentality. I, I don't think you know, like we needn't even discuss about the siege mentality because right, right, right from tomorrow morning. I think tomorrow is the last training session in Madrid, right? And then we travel on Monday. Um, I'm not sure. Not sure. Because, because I think that's that is the usual routine, yeah, right? Probably. Probably you're right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, the siege mentality is a hundred percent already underway, man. Um, yeah, big, big, big one, big one on Wednesday. Um, Modric came on. Um, I, I still think that he's not hundred percent fit. That that hamstring injury, you know, again, fucking wrong timing, man. Our most crucial department, you know, the midfield, kind of getting. Uh, kind of getting, you know, like dragged out, especially, you know, during this crunch part of the season, Kamavinga and, and Montrez, you know, picking up knocks unnecessarily, 100%. Um, Jacob, like, did we see glimpses of Montrez back to his pre-hamstring issue self? Or did it look like the City game again, you know, playing with handbrakes on? I mean, at least it looked uh, better than City. Uh, he wasn't being as challenged by their midfield. Their press wasn't as great. That's, of course, going to yeah. help, help things. But I felt like he uh, got things moving along. He was at least running. Uh, he was uh, being the whole player, uh, trying to play in between the defense and their midfield. So it's, I see positive things, man, but uh, not really at 100%. Okay, is that is that gonna be an issue, man, on 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 Wednesday night where City isn't exactly gonna be as uh, conservative as they were, you know, for large parts in the second half um, last week? Uh, when they're gonna actually force the issue, is is that gonna be a problem? I don't know. I I I guess when uh, you know Dennis says like Ramirez have to have a siege mentality. I guess he's right in some ways because I think we have to defend relevance to go to Etihad. And like you said, City are going to be more offensive than they were at the Bernabeu. So let's see what happens. You know, Militao is going to be back. So for me, I think he's going to start. And I think Rudiger is also going to start. Let's see what happens with Alaba. So as long as we defend well, I think we have a chance against City. No, I was asking you just about Motrich. So he, he's going to be fine, yeah? I, I don't really know. Like, you know, the way Modric has been playing when he came on today, yeah. I thought he was decent. But that, that is the inherent quality of Luka Modric, right? He's pretty good even when he's injured. So mm-hmm. I don't really know how indicative this is going to be of the performance he puts on against City. But he's going to be important, especially in the offensive phases. And in the defensive phases as well, you know, his positioning and stuff like that can be helpful. I I have a slight worry again regarding Modric. You know, when whenever I've seen... I've seen this occur so many, so many times because the quality... Uh, of the player Modric is like we have seen him quite a few times being rushed back from injuries obviously because we don't have an option better than Modric you know like not many teams do have an option better than Modric and when he's only slowly getting back to in back into his rhythm I've seen that it takes 
it takes a bit of bite out of him he's not as tenacious he isn't as daring when he actually goes into tackles and what not yeah, he's um, not like truly press resistant as well like he can lose the ball in this version of modric mm, mm. yeah i think a couple of uh, a couple of years ago modric and some uh, modric said i think it was around the time that uh, zidane uh, dropped him i think it was 1920 and close playing fede he said that as long as he gets a run of games that's when he's at his best so i guess mm. when he gets injured that gets you know, interrupted and his rhythm kind of you know goes off the whack so he needs a little run of games to come back to his best Pray to see, every I god. Hope, I hope yeah. he plays well against City. You know? Pray to every god. You know, man. Honestly, because if if Modric has a bad day, we we are fucked. You know, let let's just hope. We know that he's playing through pain. Uh, we already knew the whole. You know, Serbia doctor, what not? What the fuck went down there? Only God knows. Yeah, but whatever that was, it was just pure gibberish that he was trying to convince everyone. I think the whole club knows that. You know, like he's playing through injury and it's not ideal. and what not especially at his age but they are willing to take a risk because we all know without motrich we we absolutely you know fucked um yeah man el merengue boy uh, is in the chat uh, yeah nice to see you man uh, he says ala madrid forever two questions who do you think is going to be a dm in midfield uh, i would like jacob to take this question can you even uh, call cruz playing a successor dm i don't know Uh, but he I wouldn't think... play as a six, I don't think, on Wednesday because if he's going to do that, they are going to get overrun. I don't know, man. Like, like, okay, okay, said like, Carlo, Carlo. I feel like we see a lot of things in the press, but I don't think that's going to be too many changes. Let's see, let's see. Okay, do you believe that he's going to play as a six? If we are to believe what the reports coming out, they are saying that Kamavinga was going to be the one. But so probably that's how. Kamavinga also hasn't exactly proven to us that he is an elite six at this moment in For time. For me, I like him when he's playing in the deeper areas because I think he's better uh, in half space defending. He's better playing out passes from the deep. You know, so I think that's where I would like him. And I think long term, for me personally, I want to see Kamavinga play at the six rather than at, you know play at as an eight in you know ahead of Chouamani. I would rather have Kamavinga playing deeper and. Shawmini playing ahead of them, like in the long term. But for That's the game against City, I think I think you know it's probably. I wouldn't be surprised if it's between uh, Cruz and Kamavinga. Now that I actually you know like uh, look back and kind of kind of remind myself of some of those Kamavinga performances where where he had to actually play the six, he has he has looked pretty decent. You know, like he has looked pretty composed and whatnot. I, But I still yeah. I think Go. the last game that I remember Kamavinga playing as a six was. Uh, against Liverpool, you know, at Anfield, mm. he 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 started out shaky, but then you know he grew into the game. That midfield was very very below par, though. You know, yeah. the Liverpool so, midfield like, was a fucking joke. The thing with mm. Kamavinga is like, there's always a mistake or two left in him if he plays a six. Yeah. Uh, he kind of loses mm. the ball sometimes, sometimes slips. And against City, like, you only need to give them that one chance and be down. Man. One chance. That, but uh, then even at the mid, as a fullback, he has done the same thing, right? Against City, the goal came off his mistake. So, but that is one area I think that he needs to improve his composure. And, you know, display. yeah, yeah. So many people actually were pointing that out as well. We didn't really go into that, uh, you know, in in that post match. If you remember, Jacob, like we were kind of uh, focusing on what he did right, which was ninety five percent of the game. You know, what Kamavinga um, uh, did right, but. that that kind of passes okay you know those kind of erratic passes especially 
especially costly ones, turnovers, in, in especially deep in a half. I've seen that occur so many times with Kamavinga. You can't, you can't afford to do that against City, can you? Yeah, you can. I think uh, and another occasion that this happened was against Barcelona uh, in the cup, if you remember, the first leg, you know, at the Bernabeu. So I think this is very important. Uh, we made one mistake and we conceded, you know, it was a game that we could have won. So for me, that is how thin the margins are. And I think mm. going into the game against City at the Etihad, uh, I think City are favorites. I don't think it's impossible, but City are definitely favorites. And I think we have to play our best game. We cannot make silly mistakes like that. So six at this point for Hoke, it's Kamavinga for you? Yeah, between Kamavinga and Cruz. For Jacob, it's Cruz, yeah? Yep. Five point. There you go. For me, I would say anybody but Cruz, you know. Um, I wouldn't want Cruz to be the guy uh, trying to, you know, stop stop KDB Haaland together. Know, you have a very valid point. I don't think Cruz likes playing uh, DM either. But the way things are, the way Ancelotti is like trying to set up his team... I think he's he's having to play there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, losing Casemiro, we we all knew what was coming. Casemiro and sure many having those two guys fighting it out. You can't really, you know, um, yeah, ask I, for I, too much. I, but I think the club could have done well if they had, you know, delayed the sale one season. Mm. You know, they should have kept Casemiro this season. So. Mentoring him would have been so so crucial, so fucking yeah. crucial. Mm. I completely agree on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first question was, who, is go- who do you think is going to be a DM in midfield and who is going to be a left back for Wednesday? For me, for me, if, if I have to go by this season as a whole in, 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 in comparison to just the last few weeks, I would personally put Nacho out wide. I remember the job he did on Salah although it was like a good two, three months ago at, at, at this point. Um, even though he has had a few erratic moments, he has a tendency to, you know, um, be rash, step up in unnecessary situations and whatnot, lose his man. I think Nacho can really do a job. I really, really do believe that he can bring in intangibles just like Alaba and help us be so much more composed against a very heavy onslaught that we'll be required to survive um, in in Manchester. But yeah, man, okay, who do you think uh, who, who do you think is going to start at left back, and who do you think is your pick? For left my back? order of preference is going to be like for me personally, I think Kamavinga uh, is my preferred option at left back. Uh, second, I would agree with you and put Nacho. And then third, the last option, I would go with Alaba. Uh, because I don't really like Alaba at the fullback. But here's what I think is going to happen. Ancelotti will want to start Militao. He will want to not lose Rudiger after the performance he gave against Haaland. And I think the leadership that Alaba brings is very important. So somehow he's going to figure out how to play all those three. And I think the easiest way to do that is, you know, playing Alaba out wide. So I guess that's what's going to happen. I am sad that Furlow Mendy got injured and is only now coming back. Otherwise, probably he would have been my pick, you know, if he was fit. Other person, like, I still believe, like, fuck, man. Like, I honestly wanted Mendy to have, like, a 9 out of 10 game, you know, where probably he gets an assist or something, you know. Like, I was hoping for one of those um, really, really commanding performances. But, yeah, man, sad, sad state of affairs, you know. Like, he got hooked at halftime. I, I can only imagine... We cannot forget how key he was last season. You remember the save on Grealish. Yeah. That 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 was the thing that saved our Champions League season, man. 
Yeah, man, Mendy, Mendy, like all these guys, all these tacticals, you know, the the purists, all these motherfuckers, you know, shitting on Mendy, where he was the sole reason where we had we had kind of a renaissance, you know, like in in terms of getting back to the very top a couple of years ago. These guys have the fickless memories out there. Honestly, honestly, like I don't I don't know how you can actually call yourselves as fans if you think that Mendy has been shit. He's not the best. He's not Roberto Carlos. He's he's not Marcelo. He's not he's not Kimmich. He's not Davis. But he can do a job. And uh, yeah, man. Defensively, I think he would be better than all those guys you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not easy, you know. Defending as a left back isn't easy. Isn't easy. But yeah, um, Jacob, uh, your pick at left back, man. I think it's uh, going to be Nacho for sure. Uh, at least he should start. And then uh, Alaba is going to start as well as a CB. And then I think if we do have a stable defense and we need to go get a goal, at that point, we should just take out Nacho and uh, put in whoever, man. Put in even Alaba at left back when we do need a goal. I think that will be catastrophic. But yeah. Um, so, Mendy, I mean, Nacho left back, Alaba and then Rudiger. Or Militao? Militao. Militao, yeah. Rudiger, Rudiger drops out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a way where uh, we are going to be successful playing all three together. So, Rudiger mm. has to drop out. And I think at the start of the season, Ancelotti said that Militao and Lava were like, you know, he's, he's chosen too. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Ancelotti goes that way. I would want him to go that way, but yeah, man. Militao, bro. Militao is my, my guy, man. You know, um... I just hope he has a brilliant game like like, like Rudiger. He can't have a moment, you know. Let me, let me ask you guys this thing. Would you guys be okay with Militao and Rudiger and Alaba drops out? No way. No fucking way. No way, no way. Alaba, Alaba is the number one um, in, a, in terms of pecking order um, regard, regarding centre-backs. He, he's numero uno, without a doubt. Okay. okay. For me, yeah. I think it could be an interesting solution, you know, because if, if we're going full defense and stuff, Rudiger could, you know, just follow around. But I think then we're going to miss Alaba's leadership. That's that mm. thing that I, you know, because uh, I, I said this before, I think uh, Militao and uh, uh, Alaba kind of remind me of Puyol and uh, Pique. You know, Pique had this hot head and uh, Puyol used to always ground him. So I think Alaba does that thing for uh, Militao as well. So let's see. Yep. You could have just mentioned Varan Pepe. I mean, Varan Ramos, you know, Varan being the cool guy. Varan, really? No, sorry, Especially... Ramos and Pepe. Yeah, okay. Ramos and Pepe, yeah. yeah. But that, that's like, that's like uh, you know, that's but like Ramos two, two. Varan, well, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's an added comparison. Really? Yeah, because Ramos was like, he was a hothead, but he knew what he was doing. Mm. Controlled mayhem, yeah. Yeah. He knew Fair. when to light the fire and he knew when to step back. So. Mm. Boy, I, I I miss those uh, miss those days, but um, I mean, yes, I doubt there's a Ramirez fan who does not miss Sergio Ramos. Man. Come on, mm. guys, way beyond football, man. Uh, me and Ramos, but yeah, man. Uh, El Marigue boy was mentioning in his earlier comment because I'm sure Ancelotti is gonna play Valverde uh, as the right winger. I hope he does. So many guys want Rodrigo to start and whatnot. I really hope you know. Um, Valverde starts and Rodrigo is the guy who brings uh, uh, some some much needed um, electricity, you know, from the bench and and hope uh, to 
you know turn the tide if if needs be um he mentions in his in his in his next comment he says that's right sunaid uh, put some respect on fallen mendy's name yeah man i'm i'm just doing community service at this point you know at least someone has to stick up for our guy um but i still know nacho will start as left back yeah yeah i think so many people are actually uh leaning towards that possibility especially because not Nacho... being injured especially mm. being injured you know mm. he also says our defense is going to be carvel rudiger alaba nacho carvel rudiger alaba nacho no, i'm sorry i'm sorry but militao hasn't been regular and ancelotti will reward rudiger for his performance last tuesday at least i hope lol the the lol says it all you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way actually is dropping militao man come on see this is this is so funny this is this is such a good headache to have that you know like remember jacob like in the post match we were like giddy thinking about you know the the uh prospects for for the second leg because none of us nobody on this wide fucking planet thought rudiger would have a masterclass against hull yeah but i was i see so i started rewatching the game i only saw the first 45 minutes i remember rudiger lost him for one big chance during i think the first 20 minutes i'm not sure he lost him for one quick second where he was like oh my god i re- actually didn't know where this guy was yep. and after that he was completely in his pocket so i still believe rudiger yes he had a brilliant game yes he marshaled him well yes he didn't get too tight to him and you know let him turn him and what not um but i still think Haaland like like if you remember Jacob I mentioned Haaland from a striker's perspective was pretty poor his movement was way off when you know they, they were pinging in balls near post he was kind of in no man's land but he still mm. got a chance that that's what Haaland is and you we had to rely on Alaba's last ditch tackle to actually prevent the goal yeah yeah even, even like yeah, uh, Haaland could have the yeah. Haaland would have the poorest of games and he has to score like two or three goals. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big problem, man. That's a big problem. Um he But, is... you know, I'm hoping that he he has another poor game on Wednesday where he scores zero goals. Yes. I don't think that's going to happen because I'm see I'm telling you 100%. We better score. We better score two goals because I'm pretty sure Haaland and KDB are getting on the score sheet no matter what the fuck we do. No matter what we do. those two guys are getting on the score sheet remember okay last year the the way the game started i think it's going to be similar because they're going to go they're going to come for our throats pretty quickly before we have a chance to react so i hope you know we just keep it at like 1 1-0 to them and then do something because i'm pretty sure man no matter what we do we're going to concede no matter what that's just my gut you know telling me um Yeah, any 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 updates regarding Kamavinga after that anything else from Carl yeah, I was when you're talking about Mendy I actually read a read a tweet that made me laugh a little bit. Uh is mm. it Kamavinga has left the stadium with a white bandage on his left knee but with a smiling face. So I don't really know what that means. <laughs> so, but yeah that that was that, like I I think it's from uh, Guillermo Rai with from the Athletics so that was like 
the ice I I I just knew that you know the, the heavy ice wrapping to his to his leg I mean it's never a good sign uh when that happens but yeah 200 200 appearances for Fede yeah nice I I just saw that on Madrid extra um, yeah. you know these guys they're making so many appearances you don't even realize like you know these guys are making so many appearances before I still remember seeing 200 for Carvajal I used to think who the fuck is this guy how did he manage to get to 200 appearances man like in like really? what under under two years because i i still remember because when he actually came back from leverkusen i didn't have any expectations bro i just knew he had a brilliant um loan spell but i didn't have any expectation for him to actually come straight in cement his place and and then go on to be what he has you know go on to do uh you know, these, you these past have few years leverkusen if uh, Mourinho wasn't the manager yeah yeah because uh, i when he when kawahau came back everybody like for for me personally everybody i knew we had pretty high expectations because uh, mm-hmm. the, the, of the season he had at leverkusen and we knew even before that you know because he was part of that uh, brilliant castilla team and you know everybody had expectations because of the Mourinho toril they had this path so Mourinho wasn't really playing players from the castilla team so kawahau didn't get a chance so he goes to leverkusen and he has a brilliant you know one season he comes back to Real madrid and arbola was declining anyway so And you know he comes back and wins the wins the league we win the champions league so right yeah deron hunter is in the chat he says perez uh, perez need need to strengthen the right wing for fuck's sake also a striker and a right back if we get players in that position this summer that would be a great window he says um yeah i agree with him i think right back is <laughs> is, a, is a key position we have been banging on this drum since when okay Yeah, right. Oh, yes. is the key we need to strengthen there, uh, but I'm not sure they will. I remember Vinicius Tobias because I was pretty hyped that he no, might be able to do Vinicius, a job, but that guy can't cross. Yeah, he he can't defend as well. I've heard a lot that he's mm. just he, he can't. He's not he's a good defender. When he when he started mm. the season, he was pretty poor, right? So yeah. Raúl was playing with the back four because he was pretty poor. He changed the formation. Back three, right? Yeah, they yeah. were two three center backs, and and then his performance improved. But I think mm. there was this one game he placed uh, for uh, the under 19s in the youth league, youth Champions League. He was so bad; he was abysmal. After that, I think his form never against AZ Alkmaar or something. Yeah, AZ. Yeah. Mm. I think that was the game that uh, we lost. We that lost team, right four nil. That team has mm. only lost one game that mm. I know. Of. That was against AZ. Okay, that was the game they lost, and that was the game they played with Vinicius uh, Tobias guy. Mm. Before that, other than that, they had this guy called David Jimenez. He's had a brilliant season. So, and you know, in Castilla itself, there's a there's a player called Alex Jimenez. He was a pre, he's a pretty highly doubted fullback. So I don't really know why they're playing the, uh, Tobias when he's not been that good, you know. And currently, Raúl for some reason is playing Peter Federico out wide. So Peter Federico at the back. Oh, yeah. wing mm. back. Mm. What about Marvin and guys like that? Man, I've never heard Marvin, from them. Marvin is not at Real anymore. I think he went to Las Palmas. He left, yeah. Marvin left, yeah. yeah. Marvin okay, left, yeah. Okay. I'm right, not exactly uh, sure where he is this year, but I think last season he left or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all over the place, you know, especially regarding Castilla. Uh, we, I, I try my best to keep track, but there's so much going on. It's it's difficult at times, you know. Honestly, uh, it's not so fleshed out. Um, but yeah, a few more comments. Uh, Reese Barak 
uh, asks us, Madrid fans, what's the Kamavinga news? Yeah, like we were discussing, if someone wants to reiterate it, um, that uh, he, he, yeah, the, I, I would let, I would yeah, just yeah, let the he, dog handle it. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's going to have an MRI tomorrow and we'll know something concrete about his status. Till then, everything is hearsay. Mm. So, for, for Reese, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, his chances of actually starting the game are below 50%, yeah? For me, it is from the way it looked at the injury. But we'll, you know, once we do the MRI, once we know... Rejoice, the fucking City fans, man. This is your moment. But yeah, it's such a fucking shitty situation. Um, yeah, I bet Steve will be gloating when we do the preview with him you know, next week. I, I I don't think Steve gives a fuck about Cumberbank. I don't think so. Because he has b- bigger bigger guys to worry about, you know, in our, in our team up than Cumberbank. Um, Ray says, uh, big up tonight. Big Steve tells me you're a top guy. I'm not so sure, you know. <laughs> I'm not so sure. But um, El Merengue boy. No, 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 uh, Sunay is a top guy, you know. Don't listen to him. Top guy, top guy. 100%. El Merengue boy um, says, on Wednesday, I'm going to watch the game uh, in the hospital because I know we are going to play a low block. And <laughs> <laughs> your pressure and do the quick counter-attack, so I might have some heart attacks during the game. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, a good... he should probably go to the emergency room. he probably get a hefty bill, but yeah. 100%, man. I'm thinking of buying an oxygen cylinder myself, you know. It's, it's, it's about time, bro. Because last year, only Hoke knows, because he was trying to reach me for like five minutes. He thought, the motherfucker's dead, man. Uh, but yeah, I rose up, rose up from the dead after you know Rodrigo actually fucking scored that man. Jacob, any any memories from from that day, bro? Were you alive? Were you close to death? I don't know, man. I prefer not to like uh, get back out of those uh, suppressed memories. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, uh, this season I'm looking actually looking forward to that as well. Uh, you mentioned that Rodrigo should start on the bench, right? It's actually going to be PTSD right. for the City fans. Uh, to see Rodrigo yeah. come off the bench again in their stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I think us putting Rodrigo on the cover of the watch are kind of like, you know, brought yeah, the memories back for City fans. I, I, I remember I mentioned it in the in the group chat, you know, like we are already in their head, you know, it's, it's just a fucking picture, boys, you know, like Rodrigo. He's a nice guy, man. Rodrigo is, 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 is a guy that you can't hate. I'm pretty sure you can't hate the man. Um, But yeah, Riz Birak, also says, I think Madrid will go for Cancelo from us. No, 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 I don't think so. So many guys were here calling for Cancelo to be to be pursued. Where I thought, yeah, he's a good purchase, but really, would he really uh, be an upgrade over Carvajal? At least offensively, I think maybe slightly, but defensively, no fucking way. That's all good, but I don't think that's the reason why Madrid are not going to sign him. The reason Madrid don't sign him is going to be mm. first, uh, they they don't really think his attitude gels. Second, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Second, he's uh, represented by Jorge Mendes. So whoever is represented by Jorge Mendes, you should like you know have the second thoughts about Madrid signing him. I completely agree because his uh, his professionalism has been really questioned. You know, the, these past uh, six to seven months. Um, because he was he was such a such a big uh, big figure in City, man. They gave him the number seven and whatnot. Um, although he, he requested this season, right? Yeah, yeah, this season, this season. And then he so... gets shipped out at half. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Cancelo. Uh, I just couldn't wrap my head around how things uh, got very thaw, you know, between him and Pep. But there's a quickly. possibility he might go to Barcelona if he doesn't end up at Real Madrid. Really? Well, that'll be a problem. That'll be a problem. That means that uh, Araujo and Koundé can can do their thing, you know, uh, at centre back. Um, but yeah, as Matthew says, Ala Madrid. Uh, nice to see you, Matthew. After a long, long time, yeah. Deron Deron says, which manager would you like to see come in after Carlo? Yeah, this this question gets posted every every fucking fortnight. But um, yeah, for me, nobody, nobody. Carlo, if Carlo goes, Zidane for me, hundred percent. But yeah, man, okay. What about yeah, you? I have to agree with you. I think if Ancelotti goes, my preference would be uh, Zidane. I think Florentino's preference would be Zidane, but I'm not sure if Zidane wants to come back. Mm. That's the only question. And uh, first of all, I think Florentino said that uh, Ancelotti is staying because after the Copa del Rey, they asked him and said that's the strawberry. So he has a one year left. So I think Ancelotti will stay. But uh, if he goes and accepts the Brazil offer, uh, there is a good. Uh, I don't know what the situation of Pochettino is. You know, just keep an eye there. Mm-hmm. If Zidane doesn't come, Pochettino could be an option. Fuck Pochettino, man. My God. Yeah, Jacob, go for it. Uh, for me, uh... If Zidane doesn't come, uh, which is probably going to be the case, it's going to be Chabilanzo for me, man. He's done a decent job so far. I feel like he has this uh, brain on, good brain on his shoulders. So that's my guy. And he's top, top class. He knows how to handle the press and whatnot. I think Ramadan will want to see him do a full season at Leverkusen before they bring him in. Yeah. What, what was the score between Roma and Leverkusen? What was it? 1-1? 1-0. Roma won. Over one, yeah. Fuck. Was it at Was it at Leverkusen? No, it was at Rome. In Rome. Oh, it was at Roma. Olympico, yeah. Mm. Mm. You, sh- you should have seen, like, I think it was Spinozola. He he skinned the frame pong, you know. Nothing oh, like really? That. Okay, okay, okay. That I like Spinozolo. Yeah. His turn of pace, like, I think it really bothered uh, Leverkusen. Mm-hmm. But overall, yeah, happy for him. Boring game. Happy for Spinozola because I still remember, you know, during during the Euros, you know, like he had to like go off and whatnot. I was heartbroken because you know, like I like Italy so much, and yeah. Um, Reese Reese was asking us. Uh, I'm more afraid of Rodrigo coming off the bench against us. Uh, think he'll have more of an impact. Also, thought he's underrated. Yeah, finally, I some. Is. I think he's a little bit underrated because a lot of people mm-hmm. keep asking for right winger signings but then when you compare the numbers of those right winger signings with Rodrigo Rodrigo is doing better yeah so, yeah. yeah 100% like I always try my best to stand up for my boy um, but yeah like I'm happy that his uh, his name is actually getting mentioned quite a quite a few times you know um, recently Musa Isaka is in the chat big up yourself Musa he says uh, Real Madrid you could have just said Hala Madrid bro but yeah it, it is what it is um, El Merengue boy is back again he says uh, question for Jacob would you not renew Ceballos and let him leave to have room for Bellingham yeah man uh, you guys all know my opinion about uh, Ceballos I think he's a really good line breaker in the right situation and if the whole team is playing well Ceballos is going to play well as well but there are going to be these nights when we actually need a more dynamic midfielder and Ceballos is not that person to lead the midfield. So definitely, man, like if we, if it's an option of uh, not having enough salary or space to bring in Bellingham, should de- definitely get rid of Ceballos. But it's up to Ceballos uh, if he wants to stay as well, just to play right back. Because we as a club know we 
it's going to be long seasons for us. They're going to be alive in every single competition. And midfield is the area where we'll definitely need a, one more body because we're not a typical midfield. Even though we have seven midfielders, we are a very yeah. aging and old midfield. And we are going to need mm. a lot more legs and time. Uh, to make have them fresh for every single. I know, Mister. My thing is is the word that you're looking for because we need that. We need that that uh, that, that, that 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 spring in the step. Let, let's just say Sebayos just doesn't have it. Yeah, I mean Modric is pretty young, right? He's he's what seventeen yeah. years old. But bro, like he if he, if you see Modric and if you watch him and you tell someone who hasn't watched football to watch Modric and then you see him accelerate past like three four guys. He wouldn't fucking believe he he'll be 38 in September, you know. So Modric is an anomaly, bro. Even at this age, I'm I'm 100 sure. I don't I don't know the actual metrics behind it, but but Modric actually has some explosiveness to his to his dribbling, which is so so unreal, man, for someone of, just of his age. He slides around the pitch. I mean, it's just mm. he, the way he moves is so effortless. Mm. And impressing the Bernabeu is a pretty tough task, but every time Modric is coming on, coming off, you can see how much Bernabeu loves him. So, you know, that, that says it all. 100%. Um, Reese uh, is in the chat. He he says, quest, question to the panel. Do you think Carlo gets sacked if he doesn't win the Champions League? And would uh, Thomas Tuchel have been someone you would be interested in if Carlo did go? Who wants to take this question? I mean, it's I'll a pretty loaded question. It's not. It's not loaded. Uh, I feel like if Tuchel had been available, uh, we would have kind of considered it because he's a top top manager. And but the Farouk used to mention, remember? Yeah, Jacob. Uh, but then by now uh, the ship has sailed, and it just make doesn't make any sense to let Carlo go, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me personally, I said right. Florentino came out and said that he has one year, it's gonna stay. So I guess that that sort of end discussion. But if Ancelotti would have been sacked. I would have wanted Zidane and uh, not Tuchel because Tuchel, I think, has this ability where he clashes with the management and stuff like that. I don't really think that's going to work with Real Madrid. And he has this. Uh, Tuchel is more of a tactical manager than a man manager, I guess. Yeah, like, he, he's gonna he's gonna stink with us. Yeah, so I'm not sure of his fit with us personally. He he's, he's gonna stink with us. He reminds me of my fucking landlord, you know, always grumpy. Those guys who can't who can't really catch a break. So, he so just does reminds your landlord me. Landlord, listen to the podcast. I mean, I don't know. I, I hope he doesn't. But, um, but the the other question, yeah, like he's both our idol, man. Uh, uh, Raul, bro, like when do you think he's going to make the cut with us? Okay. I'll be honest with you. This is a very touchy subject because... The signs are not good. I have heard. I have heard. For me personally, like uh, Raul is one of my favorite players, right? So uh, I have that bias and I can't really remove that to look at it. For me personally, I think the issue, the biggest issue with Raul going to the Madrid is Florentino Perez. Because mm. I know these two guys do not get along. Yeah, so, I've heard that a lot as well. Mm. So that that's one reason. The second reason, I think Raul is going to leave Castilla at the end of the season and probably go looking for another job. So let's see what happens. So if he does well elsewhere, there might be a chance, yeah? <laughs> Florentino Perez is going to, like... Okay, Raul's support for being the next manager comes from people in the board. But yeah. people are not named Florentino Perez. Mm. So there's going to be a new person after 2025. So let's see what happens then. Before that, I think Raul has to go out and prove himself. Before that, if there's somebody who could manage Real Madrid, I'd say Xabi Alonso and Arbeloa. 
Arbeloa. Arbeloa before Raul? Really? I think I think so. Because Arbeloa is Florentino's guy. Uh, if you have not noticed already, there's been a lot of speculation in Spanish press as well. You know, yeah. uh, the 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 youth team they won the the Copa del Rey, right? Yeah. They they brought him out to display the trophy and everything. They they mm. put out a banner with the, you know El Gran Capitan and everything, <laughs> even though Arbeloa was never the captain. So yeah. there has been a lot more promotion for Arbeloa on the social media. I've, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. I've noticed so, that. It pains me as well. Mm. So so that's the thing, you know, Raúl. Not not that much of a spotlight. Arbeloa Arbe- was spotlight. So, mm-hmm. so I think there is a propaganda. Yeah, like you, like you. Like I don't you. think there is propaganda, but there is some favoritism towards Arbeloa. Mm. Fair point. Fair point. Um, Darren Hunter is in the chat. He says one of my assumptions of why Zizou left is because Perez didn't want to give him the players he wanted. So he coming back. So him coming back. I don't. I really can't see that happening unless Perez gives him a say in the transfer window. Jacob, do you agree? I mean, when uh, Zidane was here, I feel like the squad was even more in a dire state. But now, probably like there's a bunch of French players, uh, exciting talent in the squad. So I don't think Zidane necessarily has huge complaints about the squad. Maybe he needs a new right back or something like that. But we're definitely going to get that anyways. For me personally, the biggest thing is like I don't think Zidane left because of the players. He left because somebody from the board was leaking stories that, you know, he was getting attacked in the press, basically, that he's going to get sacked. Yeah. So that was, yeah. that was that's something that made Zidane uncomfortable, and that was the reason he left. Uh, there was rumors of him having a rift with uh, Jose Angel Sanchez. So I don't know how, how, how what the situation is right now. Uh, as for Florentino and Zidane, I think uh, we saw the picture at the Ballon d'Or ceremony, right? Uh, Zidane and Benzema. It is mended, I think, to an extent. Yeah, I think it's mended to an extent. But then you also have to consider the fact that Benzema is like both the people's favorite person. So yes, yeah. Just... So he's the bridge that might actually, you know, yeah, so, uh, uh, help facilitate. I wouldn't be surprised if Zidane Kim comes back, you know, because from mm. the re- reports we have been reading, the fences have been mended. So, so many guys. Is that much of a stretch? So many guys would be actually ready to jump off the next bridge you know because because of the cross and inshallah coming back but i would i would love for it to come back and and, and hopefully win a couple no, of big trophies man you also have to keep in mind the fact that last time zidane was here there's nobody scoring apart from benzema he had to resort to that yeah but now with vinicius and rodrigo you know getting into the group i think he would have a lot more options Amavinga, all those guys you know the the french contingent is gonna is gonna come come in clutch you know sure many players that zidane wanted let's not forget Kamavinga. yeah sure many as well Kamavinga as well yeah, these uh, are players that don't want it. So, and he might advocate. get the next big striker out of France, you know, for us. Mbappe, fuck that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Deron was also mentioning. I don't know about you guys, but I think Tony Cruz is the most underrated midfielder of all time. He controls games so easy. He's he's a joy to watch. Yeah, I think he gets underrated. I agree. Mm. That's that's the thing, you know. Like I. I, I See, um, I'm pretty sure time won't be time won't be too kind to Cruz. Like I'm pretty sure um he'll be mentioned only after the likes of Modric, Iniesta's, Chavis. And that's unfortunate. We we who watch them week in, week out know what Cruz actually brings to the table, you know, like how much we miss him when he's out of the team and whatnot. But yeah, man, I I have a feeling for the guys who ha- who doesn't actually make it to highlight reels much you know history won't be too kind to them 
you know. Um, yeah, I, I have to agree to that. Mm. You know, that that's a very pretty fair point. But I think mm. uh, Cruz and Modric themselves said it best. You know, ask to choose between Cruz and Modric, they say it's, it's Cruz and Modric, it's not Cruz or Modric. So that's yeah. the biggest difference. It, it, it is the combination, 100%. Yeah. yeah, like over 10 of you in the chat, if you guys are new, don't forget to smash the like and subscribe to the channel, man. Uh, we are on the road to 1K. So any love, any sort of love is, is uh, 100% appreciated. Ashik is in the chat. Uh, good to see you again, man. You are fucking late, bro. Why? Ashik says, damn, I almost missed it. So you boys ready for Wednesday? Um, I'm ready, but my... But my <laughs> heart is not. Heart is... Is not 100%, man. Um, Ashik also says, Tony Cruz is underrated because his contributions don't show up on the stat sheet. He is pulling the strings behind all the attacks, but you don't see it on the stat sheet, 100%. No, no, but yeah. no. Uh, like, if you look at uh, the stat sheet, especially it came out in the UCL, he has the most passes into the final third by a, a huge margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. pass completion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rate, everything. Like, his, his performances come under the stat sheet more than any other midfielder that I've seen. Mm. But I think you no, have to go into those point. advanced stats together, right? Oh, yeah. The box score that you see it, it's, it's not very reflective. You don't see goals, you don't see assists, and everybody's like, oh, you didn't score, you didn't assist, yeah, you're rubbish. So that's how everything is in social media, you know? XG and mm. XA, yeah, that's what matters. Yeah. I don't know, XG, XA, expected, I don't know, attacks, XT, expected threats, I don't know. And in the case of Messi, it's uh, X crossbar as well. <laughs> There was a, there was a very funny one. Ex- expected. Uh, I forget who was it about and what was the occasion. Yeah, there was an expected some random shit. It's probably messy, bro. It's, that that used messy fanboys making up shit. Might might be messy. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, some some vague shit like that. But yeah, man. Yeah, optics one hundred one in the ch- uh, is in the chat. Big up yourself, optics. Um, he asks us. Uh, evening guys came in late. Just saw an article get pulled down by ESPN, saying you guys had injuries today. Anything that's gonna that's gonna alter your score dramatically for the Champions League tie? I, I guess he's a City fan, hoping yeah. for some positivity. Yeah, counting. <laughs> yeah, who wants to take it? I don't want. I don't want to fucking mention it. Sure, man. Uh, you guys, let's, let's, you guys have more, both mentioned it, so let's mention it for another time. Uh, it's, it's a painful thing to say, but uh, looks like uh, Kamavinga had a serious, serious uh, injury. But Carlo did mention in the press conference that uh, it was just a knock. He's just 20 years old. He should just probably walk it off. But uh, apparently, the news is that uh, he's going to get an MRI, and we'll get to know more about it tomorrow. Yeah, so that's the last time we're going to touch upon this. Yeah, any city fans in the chat, please show us some mercy. Yeah, it's not it's not really the most appropriate time to actually, you know, <laughs> go in on us. Wait for Monday. We'll be having a preview on our channel with Steve on Monday, hopefully, um, eight p.m. UK time, and on Tuesday again eight p.m. UK time. Probably we'll be on his channel. I'm not so sure about that, but yeah, most likely that'll be the case. So Monday, Tuesday, we'll, we'll be pretty busy uh, covering the uh, second leg of the semi-final. Uh, but yeah, uh, until then, leave us the fuck alone, man. Not good. <laughs> it's not a good good time. Um, Ashik says, Cruz isn't flashy. He gets the little things right, and that's what gets us going. Modric and Cruz complement each other perfectly, and Casemiro used to provide the security behind them. Dream midfield trio. 
Yeah, hundred um, yeah, percent. They were the perfect midfield trio. Mm. Uh, Ashik says also said I'm late because just moved from Montreal. Just moved to Montreal from Toronto. Moving day. Sorry for the delay. You were here and we never met. Yeah, we should definitely meet sometime. Sometime. Um, probably after we left the Champions League. You know, fingers crossed. Inshallah. Inshallah. That that's my that's my that's my um, only prayer, man. Again, uh, I, I guess we should slowly look uh, towards wrapping this episode up. You know, again, my my rallying cry is last year. Remember, okay, what was my thing? Do it for Benzema. Do it because yeah. you know when he you were deserves... talking about what you were thinking when you know uh, before uh, Rodrigo scored those goals, and that was the thing in my mind. I was like, mm-hmm. Benzema is having such a wonderful season; he deserves to win the Champions League. But a shame we're gonna go out this season yeah. this way, you know. And then Rodrigo yeah. scores, and you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, Benzema's. Ballon d'Or campaign is still on. Because I'm sure if he had gone out in the semi-final, they would have somehow figured out a way to give it to Messi. So. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, this year, my rallying cry would be something similar. You know, like I don't have the Benzema Ballon d'Or clause anymore in my in my uh, sentiments. I mean, Vinicius could be a candidate this year. Good, good shot, good shot. But he doesn't stand a chance against Messi, bro. No, no fucking way. I mean, if you win the Champions League, maybe. I don't, I don't know. If Benzema was there, maybe. But Vinicius, no chance, no chance. But, but still, but still, I, I can hope. I, I can dream. I'm going to start a campaign then. Okay, I'm going to go on Twitter and start. We, we can all start a campaign. I'm all for it, man. Come on, bro. Vinicius deserves it, like hundred percent. The so guy. If you win the Champions League, let's do hmm. this. Vinicius for Ballon d'Or. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I'm gonna tweet every single fucking day. Every day, I put an alarm. Wake up seven thirty in the morning. Tweet, tweet it out from my page, from our Twitter, our Instagram. You name it, man. But we should win the Champions League to, you know, to certify that, you know, uh, unless and otherwise, like, there's no point. But yeah, this time, my rallying cry would be do it for people like Cruz, do it for Modric, who won't be here for too long. All those guys that get fooled by seeing Modric make fucking 50-yard sprints every now and then, let's just get real here, yeah? He'll be here for max. That That is... If next season is better than this year, if if I'll be honest, if Modric has a similar year next year, I don't think the club is going to give him an, uh, uh, a one-year extension, unfortunately. So we should all be fucking praying to every god out there that this team gets it done, sees it through, and gets us another Champions League for the sake of Modric, Cruz, people like Carlo, who, who is going to be so who's going to be disrespected so much by our own fans if he doesn't actually win this thing. So them winning this thing is going to actually create history that is absolutely unprecedented. I'm telling you. The three-peat, yes, but it'll ha- it has so many asterisks that, that we, 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 we see every day, you know, getting thrown at us. You know, the, the Cristiano narrative, the BBC narrative, uh, the two squads, the, the A team, the B team narrative. All of that stuff. So many things clicked. We deservedly went back to back to back. But if Carlo managed to do it again this season, it'll be unprecedented, I repeat. It'll be something borderline criminal if he actually gets away with it again. I really hope he does it. He, I hope he manages to build on his incredible legacy for one more year. It'll be so fucking satisfying. I can't really believe it. Yeah, that we have a golden opportunity is, like this. 
I hope mm-hmm. they win it this season and then last, next season is going to be probably last season for Benzema and the Lotte. So, you know, another one to go out on a high. Yeah, 100% man. This year, this year. See, being at a semi-final requires so many things to go your way, including injuries, luck of the draw, so many, so many things, man. Yeah, I get it. Liverpool and Chelsea weren't exactly top-tier opposition coming into the semi-final. But this is an opportunity we can't let by. I repeat, this is an opportunity that doesn't come every now and then. I still remember the Dortmund loss. I still remember the Bayern loss. I still remember the Ajax loss. I still remember the semi-final Chelsea tie. It, was, it wasn't great. It, it fucking ruined my year. Not going to lie. So, please, guys, get it done. Get it done, man. And yeah, man, any final thoughts before we get to a few comments and wrap this up? No, okay, Jacob. You, you said everything. You ever said everything that needed to be said. Yeah, I'm good. And I'm pretty sure it's going to end up in one of those videos, you know? Did you make Ramadan fans before the game and Ramadan <laughs> fans after the game? <laughs> Yeah. I'm not making any wild statements like those clickbait fuck dudes, man. Like, I'm just being honest. I'm just speaking my heart out. Yeah, man, Jacob, go for it. Yeah, man, just uh, after listening to your, like, it's not a rant. It's like, it says a lot. Uh, it gives me hope. It's a very passionate speech. Yeah, very passionate. Very, uh, it's very hopeful. I, and... I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying to be honest with myself, you know, because I, I don't dream of the impossible unless I can, right? Last year, we were in a similar position. This that was my that was my motto. This this is the one that I have for this year. There is no balando in the equation. We do it for those guys who gave us everything. You know. Yeah, for me, uh, like you said, you had a mantra last time. Uh, do it for the Benzema's. But for me, this time, mm. uh, we need to like really have because these youngsters, we need really really stepped up. Even in the absence of Benzema, sometimes Kamavinga, he's been playing his heart out. So if these guys don't get a reward to, after all of this hard work like that would break me so i just hope these guys can do it man 100 100 and also guys like cruz guys like modric um nacho they'll be equaling paco hento yep. six champions leagues that'll be an elite company again one more so next year we can talk about breaking paco hento You know, imagine that on, just bro. fucking let's, imagine let's that man. <laughs> no no I'm, i'm i'm just i'm just being i'm just being realistic that you know these guys if we actually get the job done I mean, they have an opportunity it would be a dream if benzema and cruz and modric end up winning seven champions leagues you know yeah. but let's just get the sixth one first <laughs> I'm, i'm 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 just here for it man honestly it just gives me fucking goosebumps man just just even uh, contemplating the the magnitude of that achievement but i'm telling you europe ain't ready for it the premier league ain't ready for it barcelona ain't ready for it you know barcelona ain't ready for even this year if we win one more champions league i i just know that much but yeah a few more comments before we go um optics uh Optics was actually mentioning earlier KDB had a good interview explaining how he doesn't focus on stats. Uh he says for a player like him stats mean nothing rather play the risky pass. He says if you love stats you play it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think it's a very well point. Mm. I remember the com- it was uh, it was something like you know uh, if you look at the stat sheet uh, the pass completion rate is meaningless for players like him because Mm. he wants to do the risky pass and those yeah. passes don't always come off so that's also the criticism 
um, that that uh, gets thrown at Cruz. Oh, you know what? Like the reason why he has like ninety eight percent pass completion is because probably he plays the easy pass. You know, mm-hmm. often anybody who plays who watches Cruz knows he doesn't. He doesn't do that. He doesn't. He doesn't. He yeah, absolutely he doesn't. Reese Virak says, "If you need another City fan, I'm also." Oh, Reese, I remember you from um our Instagram. Yeah, you sent us a link to your channel, bro. You haven't even set up a channel. So what's the point? I was looking to actually talk it up with you and send one of your guys, one of our guys, to do a preview with you and whatnot, and you send me a link to a channel that doesn't even exist. So, bro, <laughs> don't waste our time, man. Honestly, it's it's so fucking clogged up this 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 whole week, you know, uh, Monday, Tuesday, up all the way uh, until Wednesday. Uh, yeah, man. Unfortunately, so, I so don't know how we are going to do a preview. What, what does he need to do then? Set up a channel now and then invite us. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Do it, Reese. Yeah. Yeah. If if you if you can go on, yeah, because I'm not free tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not free Tuesday or Wednesday. We need to find someone to, you know, maybe maybe Doris, you know, Doris yeah. can do a job because, yeah. bro, like, for me to actually make it from from work early and then do it uh, with Steve and whatnot, the the schedule is is super super mad. Um, yeah. Um. Optics was mentioning, and that's really gutting about Kamavinga, man. Sorry, lads. I'm a City fan, but I but I'm all about the best playing the best. Respected, uh, respected, bro. Um, and letting the football gods decide what happens. Hope it's not too bad, lads. That's that's super super nice, man. Uh, from Optics. Uh, mucho respeto. El Merengue boy says, okay, just hear me out. A Champions League group with Vicente del Bosque is Real Madrid. Uh, oh one. Uh, 2000, 2001, Jose Mourinho's Real Madrid, uh, 2011-2012, Zidane's Real Madrid, 16-17, and Ancelotti's Real Madrid, who wins? I'll, who I'll wins? let Hoke go first because he has watched us the longest. Among I, I think, first of all, it was 2001-2002, Del Bosque, Real Madrid, not yeah. 2001, uh, yeah, whatever. So for me personally, it would be between 16-17 and 11-12. I like. I, I think 11-12 uh, played the more expansive game. Uh, they were unlucky not to win the Champions League, but then 16-17... 16-17 knows how to win. Yeah. I guess that's so I think, the I, I think they're top it easy. Jacob? Yeah, man. Uh, I feel the same because it's almost a case of mentor to get into boys, right? Uh, that All of those mm. players, the core of the 11-12 uh, season is still there in the 2016-17 squad, so... It's just men against boys. These guys know how to win. Zidane, especially so. It is. It is so much about game management, right, yeah. Jacob? The yeah. sixteen seventeen team, like even even in parts where we didn't really look great, these guys knew how to navigate those those phases. Exactly. Yeah, Modric, especially you know, Modric has his ability to manage games that I don't think I've seen any other midfielder do. Mm. So I think that, that cannot be underrated. Mm. Right, Ashik says, uh, enjoy whatever little we have left of Modric and Cruz, because once they're gone, it's all done, and we'll be left with past highlights and memories. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I still remember the last big midfielder uh, that that I saw leave, for me, the one that hurt the most was Xabi Alonso, right? And I still remember the seething feeling of losing him, Ozil, but the, the, there, was, there was something about Ozil, you know, since Bale came in, it kind of... Uh, uh, you know, like equal to that. I was but... pretty gutted when Ozzy left, and uh, mm. I remember I when uh, Xabi Alonso left. I was actually at the airport, 
And I opened my phone and it's like, Javi Alonso is going to buy in Milan. And I was like, I didn't really have any words. I yeah, honestly, like I was, I was dumbfounded too, man. Uh, it, it just stung, just stung for me. Right. Um, Optics also says that's not true. Isn't Jude Bellingham on the way to you a lot? He is a crazy box-to-box player with goals in him too. Um, he was talking about... Oh, yeah, he was talking about after Cruz and Modric. Uh, right, right. Yeah, see? Jude Bellingham would be the next big thing. I'm I'm so fucking confident that this guy will be generational. Uh, Reese Birak was saying, yes, that's me. I don't have a channel, but I want to discuss. Well, you know what, bro? Maybe you can tag along for the post-match, you know? probably on on wednesday night but if it if it doesn't really go well for us <laughs> i would suggest uh, you know like you stay home but yeah man uh, hit us up we could we could do something uh, let's just see i'm not going to uh, guarantee you much uh, at at this point because we all have you know mad schedules um for the next four days but yeah we'll 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 see what we can do uh yeah guys um much love for the love you know um especially to our you know followers on spotify we just crossed 700 followers on spotify over 23k plays man uh all those guys who sent us especially guys like anish you know like who uh reach out to us on instagram and 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 actually tells us um how much he enjoys uh listening to our podcast on the go and what not it really really makes our days man like when i put it in the chat like it really um makes people understand that what they do really makes a difference so yeah man uh, like if you if you have any sort of positive feedback negative feedback whatever it is just reach out to us man on twitter on instagram yeah man uh, it it means a lot uh, absolutely it means a lot um so yeah man uh, must love for the love tell a friend to tell a friend you know keep sharing it with your with your mates and what not we are, we are less than like 200 odd away from 1k we're getting to 1k would be a pretty big milestone for a for a small um small dream project uh, i shall say and uh, yeah man uh, also check out our partners real madrid committee on instagram their link is in the description they have a brilliant they run a brilliant real, real madrid fan page so yeah man go check them out Optics says god bless you guys peace and blessings and see you on wednesday even though i'm cheering for the blue side best of luck to you 100% man um best of luck to the city zens as well uh join us for the uh, for the preview yeah on on monday and and on tuesday as well we'll be here with big steve so uh keep your eyes peeled um on um on our, on a channel on our, and on our socials as well on the note i guess it's pretty much it man um on to the big one monday ala madrid ala madrid ala madrid